The following presentation has been approved for inebriated audiences by the Buzzkill Association of America. You're listening to the Buzzkill Podcast. It is episode 121. Welcome to the Buzzkill Podcast, where today's episode is... The Shape of Drunk to Come, part three. Part trace. Part three. It's weird that we're doing something for a third year in a row. I know. Really bizarre. Mm-hmm. Um, what's going on, guys? I am Mike. I'm BJ Batter. And I am Justin. <laughs> it will never not be funny. PJ <laughs> Batter. Uh, uh, that doesn't make any sense to anybody. It doesn't. That's that's for you, Vito. And yeah. Aaron. Um, I'm Jim. Also. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I will also be going by um, Dr. Squeaks a lot tonight. Oh, why? <laughs> you got a so, horse dong in your throat, Mikey? So, um, I think, actually, I'd be more talking like this if it was somewhere else. I don't think it... I'm just pretty sure. Um, so, yeah. So, obviously, last week, we uh, hated to do it, but we ended up having to cancel last week's show because I got a touch of the plague. Mm. Uh, literally, like, I don't think I've been that sick in... I say that a lot, but like up until the last like what six months, I think I've been sick twice. Yeah. This one though, this was probably the most on my ass I've been since middle school. Do you think uh, it was SARS? I think it was bird flu, actually. Ebola. Yeah. Swine flu. Everything. It's also the, all of it. It's also the most on his knees he's been since middle school. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, not untrue. Oh um, boy. Yeah. No. Uh, so I was uh, I was out down for the count for uh, for a few days there and. Uh, I had decided that uh, after a really, really terrible throat infection that uh, I was going to go sing a show with my band, uh, which proved to be one of the stupider things I've ever done because <laughs> I completely blew my throat out to the point where the day after I couldn't talk. So the fact that I'm even here right now talking is is good, but I but just I, I give you shit every single week for your voice popping. For what? But, uh, yeah, this week there's going to be a lot of this, guys. I'll tell you what, though. you got this nice low timbre resonating down there, like some extra harmonics from oh, the God. low grit, man. Don't get them started. Oh, you going to do that? No, don't. I like it, man. Yeah. you got to blow oh, your throat out more yeah. often. Our, uh, well, our pillow talk. Jim, we, we blow your throat out. <laughs> we, we were with... We Jim, were, Jim's blowing my throat out before. We were with Vito. <laughs> we were with Vito and his wife and another friend of ours last night, and Mike was a little drunk. A little bit. A little bit. And his voice, he had been using it all day, so by the end of the night it was it was really low and gravelly. And so he just sat there while we were playing a, a, a mixtape massacre. He just sat there for like five minutes going, uh, <laughs> yeah. And it was, I wanted to punch him in the throat. And Aaron, Aaron looks at you and she says, I think that probably sounds cooler in your head than it actually sounds to us. <laughs> See what I laugh too, that's all you get. Oh my god. So yeah, so we're gonna get through this. I'm gonna sound like shit, so forgive me. But uh we're gonna get through this because today we're talking about uh talking about some upcoming horror gems. Mm -hmm. This is gonna be a good year for horror. Yes. And uh there's a lot coming out this year. I'm very excited to talk about a few of them in particular. Isn't every year a good year for horror, really? Um, you know what? Yes. Um, I mean most years. Uh will this year be the year? That's what Third, I believe this is the. This could be a correction, but I'm pretty sure this is the third Shape of Drunk to Come show. Yeah. And the third time we'll be talking about the New Mutants. 
yeah. Will Will 2019 be the year nope. that New Mutants actually gets released? <laughs> oh boy, <laughs> who knows? No, it will but, not. Um, well, yeah. So we got all that uh, whole bunch of going on. Uh, but how have you guys been? Last two weeks. I've been well. I haven't seen you. I've been well. How <laughs> there? I just I I squeaked before you did. Aha. Son of a bitch. I have also been well. It was a good New Year. Yeah. What'd you do? Um. Oh, we went by our friend's house. Yeah, who's, who's, yeah. whose house did you go to? Because we didn't see our, them, our right? buddy Phil and Crystal, they, oh, they invited us over there. So. Right on. Uh, hey, James. Uh, what? So, I don't mean to cut you off, but why do I not have a beer in front of me? I don't know. You never asked for one. Because you drank all I of your beer yesterday. <clears throat> I did drink all of the beer so, yesterday. So, yeah, I had a nice uh, chill New Year's. and uh, Thank you. Yeah, and just been doing the thing afterwards. Cool, cool. Very awesome. What about you, Michael? Uh, New Year's, I started off with you. You find people. Mm-hmm. And then we uh, took off. To another friend's house, uh, at which is when I started feeling sick, and it was that night that I woke up at five o'clock in the morning, just with literally just feeling like I was going down on Satan. Like that's, <laughs> that's pretty much the only way that I know how to describe Muy it. Muy caliente. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, it was good though. You know what? Um, being uh, being laid up, I actually got a lot done. Um, the first day that I was laid up, I watched the entire Fast and the Furious franchise. Oh, the uh, whole thing. The entire franchise. Wow. Yeah. Cool. Because you just got that baller box oh, set. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. This box set lights up. Like the, the headlights. The dashboard. The dashboard, dashboard <laughs> lights up on this box set. <laughs> How often do you have to change the batteries? I, I don't know. It's a little watch battery. Most of my DVD sets that have stuff like that, though, they're all good. Yeah, good to go still. it'll never die. Um, but yeah, no. I it's just, just like... <laughs> the Fast and the Furious. <laughs> you beat me to it. <laughs> the Fast and the Furious franchise has always been just... It's it's my kryptonite. I love it. Like it's it's just a guilty pleasure. I kind of mm-hmm. want to say wet dream. That's not what that meant. Um, it's a guilty pleasure of mine. Like I just love it. Mm-hmm. I can't get enough of it. So, I've and only... typically speaking, when I watch one, I have to keep watching them. Yeah. I don't know why. It's like it just sucks me in. <laughs> I've only seen the. I think I've seen the first three. Third. So I got to get all caught up. Dude, How many f- are there? Eight. Eight. Uh, wow. Four, no, four on, though, is when the, like, four rebooted the series. Mm-hmm. Now, it didn't disregard the first three, but it brought everybody back, and, like, really, that's when, it was after the, it was, like, the fourth movie on is when they started just getting ridiculously over the top, mm-hmm. and they're just so much fun. Like, like once they bought, brought uh, Dwayne the Rock Johnson in? He came in in five. five. Yeah, the end of five. Not at the end of it, but in five. So. They should have the next main character be Regis Philbin. How cool would that be? <laughs> what? Why? I don't know, but I, I was just imagining him in a sports car. <laughs> and that would be so awesome. Just Regis. <laughs> so weird <laughs> random, Jay. <laughs> <laughs> I was just thinking, who's the most random person? Because they started bringing The Rock, and they brought, uh, uh, what's the the rapper? Was it not Ludacris? Um, yeah, Ludacris was in one of them. Ludacris was in all of them. No, he was in two. He, his first movie was two, and then he wasn't in three, and he wasn't in four. Mm-hmm. And he got brought back in five, and he's been in all of them since. They've just been swapping so many people, and I was like, what's the most ridiculous character <laughs> that could replace the original Vin Diesel? Oh, oh Regis. No, you wanted Regis. Oh, you want to replace Vin with Regis. Oh, I'm yeah. not down for that. Oh, yeah. In addition to, yes. <laughs> in addition to, totally okay with it. <laughs> I think I think you should bring Hulk Hogan in as the, uh, as like the, the main yes. villain. Yes, and he can reprise his role from Three Ninjas Four. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> or Urban Commando, Suburban Commando. Yeah, oh, is it Suburban Commando? Yeah. Oh, because uh, there, oh, there actually is a movie called Urban Commando. Isn't is there? there? I don't know. I don't know. I know the the, the Hogan movie, Suburban Commando. Uh, also, um, stars in a small role was the uh, the Undertaker before he was the Undertaker. In, He's one of the goons. He's one of the space goons. In what? Suburban Commando. It is. Yep. 
That was before he was even the Undertaker. He was Mark uh, Mark Calloway. Yep. What? He was just an independent wrestler at the time. Wait, what? What year did he become Undertaker? Uh, ninety four. That could be a correction. Really? It was like mid nineties, yeah. Oh, or, okay. or I'm sorry, early nineties. I thought it was way before that. <clears throat> oh. But anyway, welcome nope, to the Budskill Horror Podcast. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> Dude, I would do a wrestling podcast. Don't don't, don't tempt me. Yes, I know you don't would. Don't tempt me with yeah. a good time. I, I, w- I won't be involved with that one. All Elite, baby. <clears throat> I will not do a wrestling podcast with no, you. No, you're fun. So you're on your own. <laughs> you, did, you did the Blockhead podcast with me. But you <laughs> won't do a wrestling podcast. <laughs> no. That was well worth it, too. Ah, uh, damn it. All right, um, um, so yeah. If anybody wants to know, I had a great New Year as well, oh, so. yeah. No, no one cares. Fuck you guys. <laughs> Who are you? Huh? <laughs> BJ Batter, baby. <laughs> Listen to this little girly I giggle. I can't even laugh. Like, just, I just feel like I'm pushing air out. Like, my, my vocal cords are so shocked. Yeah, do, exactly do that thing. You could probably do it really well right now. No, that with the where you where you come dust. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty good. <laughs> All right. All right. Anyway, um, so uh, speaking of coming dust, why don't we get into some corrections from last week? <laughs> Perfect. Stupid! You're so stupid! All right. Uh, so two weeks ago on the show, um, which was our New Year's episode, which uh, congratulations, gentlemen, it was a very entertaining episode. I it was? was quite cracking up to it in oh. my uh, car listening to it. <laughs> That's funny because um, when we left, I was like, oh, God. And nobody else was laughing at it. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, I think it only still has like 20 plays. So, yeah. no, it's like 60, I think. But, yeah, yeah whatever. Um, nobody likes so us anymore. We talked about a certain roommate, Jen, last week, and uh, two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And uh, we had said that she didn't have her baby yet. Well, ah. correction. She did. Fonz is in the world, baby. Indeed. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, she born gave, December. Birth- or not, January 3rd. 3rd. I believe it was the 3rd, yeah. yep. Supposed to be a New Year's baby, but... Uh, 14 pounds, 28 ounces, <laughs> uh, 36 inches long, <laughs> just as we guessed. I actually I actually won the pot on that one. I won the pool, the betting pool. Oh, did you? Yeah, I, I guessed it to the ounce and to to the the inch. Well, I mean, you should. It is your, it is your, your child. <laughs> Shh. I mean... Shh. Shut up. Just saying. Shut up. I don't know. He's got. He's got your. He's got your head. No, that's all I'm saying. He does have my head. That is true. But uh, most babies do, to be fair, because babies have giant heads. But uh, that kid looks like you, Mike. That kid does not. It does. It looks Mm -mm. like Jen, and it looks like you. Mm -mm. So Mm -mm. we're gonna wait a couple years, and then we're gonna. Hey, hey, my my lady friend listens to this. So uh, okay, mm -hmm, sure. Um, <laughs> all I'm saying is I'm gonna I'm I'm coming into your room with a I'm cotton swab to, say, to get some of those cheek cells when you're I'm not, sleeping. <laughs> I'm not going to say his name on air because I don't know if she's weird about no, no, that. No, yeah. um, but congratulations to roommate yeah, if, Jen. If, if you want to know roommate Jen's baby's name, then you're probably a creep. So yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> so just don't. Uh, but yeah, congratulations to roommate yes, Jen. Yes, congratulations, big time. We're all very excited to meet him. Um, let's see here. Uh, the ice truck killer was season one of Dexter. Oh, okay. Um, we we kind of went back and forth. Uh, one on or that. two, we didn't know. Yeah. Um, uh, Vin Diesel was not in any breakdancing movies. He was just in breakdancing instructional videos gotcha. on YouTube. Right on. Um, oh, speaking of... Well, not on YouTube. They, well, they, well, it's on YouTube now. Right. But yeah, before they were, they were... You would have bought something. them on Glorious VHS. Yes, probably. Right. Um, or Betamax. Ooh. Dang, mm. Vin Diesel on Betamax. You know what You know what <laughs> Mike just came. You know what I just realized? They're, they're remaking uh, the Aladdin movie right mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. How great would it be if Vin Diesel played Aladdin. <laughs> what? 
come with me. <laughs> like he would be great, or a poo. Maybe maybe he plays a boo. Uh, he's got just, little. It's a poo. A, oh. Or a poo. He's got the little hat. He just runs around with a little hat. On. No, I could see him playing the genie, but uh, no. Like if they did an action, an action version of of Aladdin, mm-hmm. I could see him playing the genie. You know who they should have play the genie? Sinbad. Yeah. Or maybe Shaq. <laughs> <laughs> I would love it. I would love it. I would love it. Oh, um, what the hell? Ooh, so what, I can't. Uh, what movie was that? Uh, Kazam or Shazam? Kazam. 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 It's one of those Mandela effects. No, no Shazam. Shazam. Starring Shaq. No, no, no. Shaz. No, no. It's it's How many times Kazam's. Are we beat this? There, no, the 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 the, the Mandela effect Mandela effect thing. was I think it was Shazam starring Sinbad was the one that people remember. No, Kazam. But no, no. The movie though is actually Kazam starring Shaq. I thought it was Shazam. No, no, it's Kazam. Shazam. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, it's gonna be great. Um, Paul Walker can play the skeleton down in the uh, oh down down in the in the. The, di- the what, do, what do they call it? The, the diamond in the rough. The the, uh, uh, the cave of the wonders. Cave of wonders. Yeah. Talk about method acting. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Rest in peace, Paul. We love oh, you. Oh man. Okay, I actually um, do. I actually do like Paul Walker a lot. I do too. No, Paul Walker was terrible <laughs> when he started, but by the end he was. he was really good. He was always kind of bad. Like he was never. I would never say He's he was like, like a crazy, an elite actor, yeah. but I just liked him. He's like Ryan Phillippe. I think Ryan Phillippe is actually kind of terrible. Wrong. Ryan Phillippe is a good actor. I think. I think he's kind of I think terrible, he's a good but, actor. Uh, but that doesn't matter. Shut up. Um, okay. Also, last week, um, James, you and I made a wager. Yes. Or two weeks ago. Um, exhibit A. Fuck what? You can't hear that very well. Right out. So the did we actually make a wager on that? Oh yeah. What we was bet, the wager? Oh, we bet ten dollars on that, friend. We did. I tried to do five dollars, and then you said the price of the beer plus tax, which brought it to ten dollars. What was the I, what was what was the actual wording of the the that, um, uh, that that I said that in the in the Super Mario Brothers movie, uh, they actually do go by Mario Mario and Luigi Mario because you had said it, and you go, and then and I said I'm fairly certain you go if you just watched that movie like a year ago and you're only fairly remembering it. I think you're wrong. Oh, and then we made I, the took, wet. I took you we up on it because it it made like I was willing to eat that cost in case you were wrong. Yes, because you should have remembered 100 percent because you and just I watched did. the movie. Okay. And I did. So right. you well, owe me ten dollars, friend. Well, I owe you beer plus tax. Shut up. Well, ten dollars. Sure, whatever. I, I had to document that so that uh, it would not be forgotten about. Do you, do you take Venmo? I do. Okay. Yeah. I'll get you. <laughs> well, good because the beer we're drinking this week cost me twenty dollars. Oh no! For a six pack. Oh, so, no. are you complaining? Yes. No. <laughs> uh, anyway, that's uh, that is all I got for corrections. That's it. That's it. All right. Well, speaking of beer, and this week, uh, this week we are drinking beer, and we're talking about uh, the upcoming. Just like just like the previous two, Shape of Drunk to Come. We're talking about the upcoming horror movies. Usually, we do this much earlier in the year. What's today? January. Well, it would have been last week's show. What's today? January ninth. Uh, ninth. Yep. Yeah. So we're a little behind. Yeah. Probably everybody else has already done a show like this, but whatever. Yeah. Like um, I said, we take a week off, so we're getting to it now. So uh, Michael went out and got us from Bell's right here in Comstock, Michigan, the Oracle Double India Pale Ale, brewed and bottled by Bell's Brewery Incorporated in Comstock, Michigan. This um, baby is a ten percenter. 
So we're going to each drink three or four. Yep. <laughs> plus our utility beer and see how things go. That's uh, uh, 10%, 10% horsepower. 10% horsepower. An intensely hop double IPA that is sure to make you as all-knowing as Pythia. It's just a matter of interpretation. Mm. I don't know what and any of that uh, means. Oracle obviously being the all-knowing seer of things to come. Correct. So uh, the look ahead. I think we're, we're starting to run out of, out of like, future seeing themed beers. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure what we're going to do next year, but... Uh, there's the... Uh, what's the one that I always try to jam into an episode? Oh, no, that's Three Philosophers. No, or something I tried like to jam that. that in my ass. Yeah. <laughs> we could brew our own beer and create oh, our own oh, beer. Yeah. Oh, actually, we could that. have the captain brew us some specialty beer every year. Dude. Why did, why, or why Ben. Did we we actually know several people who brew beer. We ben. can just spend straight. Hey, oh. I, I brew beer. Do you brew beer? Yeah. You I, well, I have a, a beer brewing kit. I've never used it, but I have one too. Actually, <laughs> I have totally one too. We could, so we could do yours and we could do mine. And oh shit, I haven't even cracked yet. <laughs> I'm really sick, you guys. I mean, I'm my serious. my laugh is bad, but I haven't even cracked yet. <clears throat> let me just. I mean, let me get down. Go. Let me get down here into my. <laughs> You're right. It really does sound cool in your own ears. <laughs> <laughs> All right, All right let's try this out, um, boys. Cheers. Cheers. To roommate Jen, how about? Mm -hmm. And to the year ahead. Mm. Ooh, that's pretty intense. It's very intense. Wow. Does it taste good? I like it. <laughs> yeah, I like it. There's like a there's like a there's a little funk to it. And the only reason that I ask is because on the back on the back it does say um, the shelf life is three months, and this was packaged in July of twenty eighteen. So it's not like it's that old. No. But, you know. No, this should be fun. Um, I'm no. getting, like, I, I, no, I think it's just because it's a double there's a, IPA. Yeah, there's a twinge a, on the back end, though, that's a little bit unpleasing on the tongue. See, I, 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 I'm picking that up as, like, a lingering, like, coffee taste, almost. I don't get that. I just get the standard, like, double IPA. From, really? Like, aftertaste. From I don't it. drink a lot of double IPAs, so. Neither do I. I love IPAs, but the doubles are pretty intense. I like yeah. it. Yeah, I don't, know that, I don't know that I'm the biggest fan. I'm going to disagree with you on this one. Well, okay. Fuck off. Forever. I'm allowed to have an opinion, James. Anyway, no, you're not. That's what we're drinking. That's what we're talking about. Let's get into the bleed <laughs> I can't do oh, it. Oh, it's the bleed feed! <laughs> Sing it, James. Sing it, James. <laughs> but going up with a notion. Sorry. His little boat won't. His little penis. This is autobiographical, right? This <laughs> <laughs> is about you. <laughs> oh, God. All right. Um. Uh, I, I got to start off this bleed feed this, the, the way I love to. We got a couple Paul Walkers on our hands. Oh, God. <laughs> Such a dick. Oh, boy. Uh, right. I kid, I kid. <clears throat> it's poor taste, but that's okay. That um, is poor taste. So, uh, first and foremost, uh, rest in peace to uh, a guy named Robert Kerman. Uh, Robert Kerman uh, has a very interesting career. Uh, he passed away at the age of 71. You would know him best in the horror world, uh, probably from him uh, starring in one of the most prolific movies of all time. All time. And that movie is Cannibal Holocaust. So uh, Robert Kerman played Professor Harold Monroe in uh, Ruggiero Diodato's uh, Italian horror classic, 
Cannibal Holocaust. Mm-hmm. Uh, he also um, did a lot of cannibal films. He also did Umberto Lenzi's Eaten Alive mm-hmm. and also Lenzi's other cannibal movie, Cannibal Ferox. Oh. Uh, all three of which are fantastic. I love exploitation and cannibal movies. Mm-hmm. This is a... They just do it for me. I don't know. They're terrible usually, but there's like something to them. Like there's a grittiness to them. <clears throat> would that you kind of love? Would you taste human flesh? Would I taste human flesh? Yeah. I don't know for sure that I would, but I would want to. <laughs> no, I know that sounds creepy, but like there's 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 an intrigue about it that like if it was ever offered up to me in a way that wasn't like we just killed somebody. Yeah. And maybe maybe I'd have to make sure I was in like some weird place doing it or but something. But if they hadn't but, if they hadn't just killed somebody for the meat, that means that whoever it was died of natural causes. And like, how good is that meat? That's yeah, true too. I don't know. I don't know. It's a weird plus, question. Plus, the things the animals that people eat and stuff are eating grains and stuff like that, and humans eat like shit. So oh, it probably tastes terrible. Taste huh? really bad. I don't yeah. know. They they eat they eat the animals though. They eat the grains. So, so the byproduct. So be basically, <laughs> if you are gonna eat somebody, you want to eat a vegan. Yeah. There yeah. you go. See that? <laughs> hey. Right. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, um, here's the thing though. Uh, before he did those, um. I'm going to read this uh, pretty much straight from the IMDb bio because I just think that it's very interesting. Cool. Uh, Kerman's porn <laughs> career oh. flourished during the uh, middle and late 1970s and early 80s. He appeared in over 100 adult porn features uh, oh in gosh. lead and supporting parts. Nice. Oh, he had some supporting parts. <laughs> uh, Kerman resumed uh, his work in the American porn industry until 84 when uh, he then broke into mainstream acting. He subsequently appeared in Night of the Creeps and Sam Raimi's Spider-Man. Which is so random. You know know what's funny? It's funny that you bring up that he was in porn because I was over here laughing to myself and I wasn't going to make this joke because... I were like talking about a guy who died, and I didn't want to be distasteful. Yeah. <laughs> but when you said Kerman, all I could think of is the the the, the voice that we use from um, Orgasmo, the T Rex girl. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she's like, oh God, I'm Kerman. <laughs> That's all I could think of. <laughs> oh my God, I'm gonna Kerm. Oh my God, I love it. Um. So anyway, I. So it makes sense. So very... in a way, I'm actually honoring him. I sure. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> so, like I said, uh, he passed away at the age of 71. Does not say how, but uh, the guy had a crazy life, crazy career. Like I said, one of the most prolific movies of all time. So, you, you know don't what? See, you don't see a lot of Bucking people. Who, win. You don't see a ton of people who transition, especially male porn actors, yeah. who transition into the like legitimate film world. Mm-hmm. There's quite a few female porn actresses who do it. Yep. But you don't see. Because more, I think the, the female porn <laughs> actresses almost get a pass. And male porn actors, that's the stigma just sticks around. Right. Like Ron Jeremy could never be he wanted to. He no. wanted to break into mainstream. Uh, well, I mean he, he was he was in a few movies. He was though. in a few like, movies like he though, because parts, he's Ron Jeremy of porn fame though. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like like Sasha Gray is not is like not, she's actually trying to become yeah. a legitimate she's, actress. She yeah. gets hired because she's a, a legit actress, and she's not Sasha Gray, the porn star, acting in this movie. You right. know what I'm saying? Right. So even um, though, even though, let's be fair, if you see mm, Sasha Gray in a movie, you're like, yeah. Other yeah. Uh, other death this week. Um, I know this isn't a wrestling <clears throat> podcast, but it's my fucking news, so I'm going to say it. Mean Gene Okerlund oh. from the old WWF days. I know the um, name. I don't made, know. Made most famous by Hulk Hogan. With his very popular catchphrase, "Let me tell you something, Mean Gene." <laughs> like, like, and Hogan made him famous mm-hmm. based on that line in in the, uh, in the early '90s and even in the '80s before then. 
Um, Gene worked with the company up until he died. He was still doing voiceover work and stuff like that for the company. Um, it's pretty crazy. He uh, passed away at the age of 76, and uh, four days before his death, it looks like he was admitted to a nursing home mm. uh, for problems breathing. Mm. So something had happened, and it seems like he went pretty quick. Uh, he died on... Uh, Last, last Thursday uh, with his wife by his side. So, mm-hmm. dude lived a great life. He was <clears throat> the absolute best at what he did. Mm-hmm. There will never be another guy like him as far as, like, the backstage. Um, I got to look the, him up because back- I'm sure if I saw him, I would know who oh, he was. Oh, you would absolutely know who he was. Um, like, his, his backstage... Um, interviews and stuff like that nobody did it the way he did like he was he was hilarious and he was always up for anything and he's like you know in in the wrestling world you know you most of the time at least i know for me like i don't watch wrestling because of sweaty guys in spandex doing crazy <laughs> shit it's the characters oh dude yes i yeah. totally know this guy yeah you, very you, recognizable you watch it because of the characters yeah and his the character that he played of himself was probably the greatest character that that company ever put out. He was so he was he was in one of my favorite Randy Savage clips too, which is this one where he's talking about being the cream of the crop. Oh, the cream, the cream, cream. the cream of the crop. Yep, yep. <laughs> and he just starts pulling little half and half cups out of his pockets or something. It's fucking hilarious. Um, yeah, yeah, awesome. it's, it's fantastic. So rest in peace to Gene Orkland. Yeah, totally. Uh, Huge, huge, huge bucket of win, as Kevin Smith would say. Mm-hmm. All right, um, let's get to the news. A little bit here. You know, you say that so much that I don't think you have to specify that it's Kevin Smith anymore. Because ah, you say it a lot. Yeah, <laughs> I just don't want to pass it off his mind. That's all. Oh, okay. Um, okay, I'm gonna try to get through these quick. We got sure. two weeks worth of news. I cherry picked. Oh, it, you're but, doing the whole two weeks. Well, I cherry picked the important stuff. Okay, but we're gonna get through it quick. Uh, with Glass Three on the horizon, the third in its own semi-accidental franchise, um, a lot of people were hoping the Unbreakable Universe would become that, like mm-hmm. a universe. Uh, M. Night Shyamalan, however, has this to say about a possible sequel. He says, uh, "Yeah, we're not doing that." He goes, "I have the sequel rights to most of my movies, essentially for the reason to not do them." Well, so he's finishing up this story, and that's it. He's not going to revisit any more characters he's done it was never supposed to be a trilogy to begin with i actually i actually respect that yeah uh well the, the characters how many people just have the rights to do sequels and just shit them out just because they think it's a quick payday exactly from yeah. my understanding the the character that um uh what's his name plays in split james mcavoy that james mcavoy plays in split was in the original unbreakable script but really? it got too big, so he just cut that whole story out of the mm-hmm. out of the out of the script. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like I said, it was never intended to be this huge thing. Right. Um, John Krasinski uh, originally wanted nothing to do with a sequel to The Quiet Place. Yeah. Uh, or a, a Quiet Place, mm-hmm. but then he got talked into writing it, which he's doing now, and now he is completely open to the idea of directing it, and he's preparing to basically do that. Good. So, yeah. once upon a time, he wanted nothing to do with it. Now he's so deep into it loving it that he will likely return to the director's chair which cool. is pretty awesome yeah he did a great job Tony Todd wants to be involved in Jordan Peele's Candyman in any role even if they recast the titular character wow um, he he just wants to be a part of it he's putting those feelers out in the world um, so hopefully that comes true because I would love to see him even just pop up in a little supporting role or something of course I mean Jordan Peele being a <laughs> fan of horror like I, I don't see why he wouldn't take Tony Todd up on I, that I even agree. like you said even if they recast the Candyman part mm-hmm. like put him in there somewhere and if and if Tony Todd is cool with is cool with that he's like outright saying like hey Go ahead. I understand if you need to do that. Just yeah, I'd like absolutely. to be involved somehow. That's really cool. Well, okay, it's <clears> moving <throat> on here. Um, the holidays are over, but if you still need to buy somebody a little extra something, let the good people at Messed Up Puzzles to fill that void. 
I didn't know what I was saying there. Uh, three exploitation classics from the Grindhouse era are getting new life by being ripped up and dismembered into a thousand pieces. Really? That's cool. Yeah. So you get um, this messed up puzzles uh, for $29, which is a steal. It's not bad. You can get uh, artwork from the Beyond, Cannibal Holocaust, and Pieces. Three seminal exploitation flicks from back in the day. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they're just being made in the Jigsaw puzzles, which I think is just kind of cool. I like puzzles. I like and more movies. That is... Uh... Ooh, and two out of three have tits. <laughs> <laughs> Always a good thing. That is that is less than two cents, or it's about two cents per piece. So That's a, a steal. It's a damn good That's deal. That's a steal, especially if you're into bundling. <clears throat> yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, Todd McFarlane, uh, he just will not shut up about the Spawn reboot. Mm. And this isn't necessarily news, but it's fun, and I wanted to say it because of how he said it. Mm-hmm. Um, he promises no joy in his Spawn reboot. Uh, he is aiming to make it something so dark that it will make children cry. <laughs> Todd McFarlane, I think you are the greatest character you've ever created. <laughs> um, he is quoted by saying, there's no joy, there's not going to be any fun lines in it, it's just going to be this dark, ugly two hours worth of movie, which is essentially what a lot of supernatural and horror movies are anyway. Right. It just makes me even more intrigued about yeah, it. Totally. The, fact that, the fact that you have Jamie Foxx playing Spawn, but he's not going to have any, any speaking roles. Mm-hmm. You have... Um, and you not have, even uh, going to be in the movie that much. Not even that much. He's like Bruce and Jaws, right. basically. And then you have, uh, uh, what's his name, uh, Hawkeye uh, playing... Oh, Jeremy Renner. Jeremy Renner is now on board, too. I like him a lot, mm-hmm. so I'm, I'm intrigued by yeah, this movie. Yeah, totally. It could be a pile of shit. I'll probably still like it. <laughs> uh, let's see here. Um, uh, Bruce Campbell. We know what he's doing. Post-Ash versus Evil Dead. Uh, Bruce Campbell is your new host... Of the Travel Channel show, Ripley's Believe It or Not. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> uh, you know what? I would love to see him do something other than hosting a TV show. Uh, I was really hoping that they would actually put, like, on the Game Show Network his actual... Um, what are you doing? Nothing. <laughs> his actual game show that he does called Last Fan Standing. He tours around with a game show. I don't that's think basically it's like genre trivia. Oh. And it's really cool. And I was kind of hoping that he was going to do something with that. How do we get on that? <clears throat> uh, they do it. They did it here before. How do we get on? I don't know. We'll figure it out, though. Uh, but no, he's your new Ripley's Believe It or Not uh, host when it returns to the Travel Channel this That'd year. That would be cool. Yeah. It's pretty awesome. Uh, I got one more piece of news but before we do that. What is new on Blue, my baby. New Year's baby? Baby. Baby. Um, yeah, I'm not going to do the full two weeks because this week uh, alone enough. was fruitful enough that uh, this might take me 40 to 45 minutes. Yeah, let's, let's roll through this quick because I want to get to some movies. <clears throat> All right. You might remember us talking about the Blu-ray release of the classic horror anthology Trilo- Trilogy of Terror last October. Correct. Uh, well, next up for the for Kino Lorber is the 1996 sequel Trilogy of Terror 2 with a brand new 4K scan. The sequel features two new tales, including the story of a woman attempting to rob a grave and a woman who summons her son back from the dead, and also a third story that marks the return of everyone's favorite Zuni fetish doll. Oh. Mm-hmm. The uh, release date for that has not been announced yet. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, last year's Nazi zombie flick, Overlord, will be hitting digital on February 5th, followed by a DVD, blu- DVD Blu-ray, and 4K Ultra HD release on February 19th, courtesy of Paramount. Nice. Next up, 1982's Superstition, also apparently known as The Witch in some circles, uh, about a family dealing with a supernatural force in their new home, possibly the spirit of a witch who drowned on the site centuries before, will be coming home on Blu-ray April 16th for the first time ever, courtesy of Scream Factory. 
if you've been waiting for an American release of Fright Night since the 2017 UK release or haven't brought yourself to shell out the big money that the 2015 limited edition release is getting on eBay, the wait is over. Sony has announced the February 12th US release, which among the special features will include a three and a half hour documentary called You're So Cool, Brewster. <laughs> um, like next up... <clears throat> Another offering from Scream Factory that will be hitting shelves on April 16th is the 1978 film The Manitou about a woman possessed by an ancient Native American demon. Oh, I love it. Have you seen that one? No, I've heard of it, though. I have heard of it. Apparently, she starts <clears throat> off thinking she's a conjoined twin, and it turns out it's like a... Or not a conjoined twin, like she's growing a conjoined twin, mm-hmm. but then it turns out to be a demon. Hell, I don't know. Um, Sounds awesome to me. I love Native American horror, though. Because like Native Americans have such strong mythology in mm-hmm. a lot of their their stories that have been passed down and everything like that, like the Skinwalkers and all yeah. that. I just always thought that Wendigo uh, and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, I just yeah. always thought that like their stuff is just super cool because it's always like earthly and like mm-hmm. natural stuff. Right. You know? like, I, I, I just I dig it. Yeah, very cool. Uh, last and uh, certainly a bit of a surprise here, uh, another le- another release from industry newcomers, Scream Factory. Dropping into the atmosphere on April 30th is the 1988 cult classic The Brain, in which a giant alien brain teams up with a TV doctor to take over the world and gain more brain power, one viewer at a time. Mm-hmm. Uh, did I say that's... Yeah, April 30th for that one. And that's it. That's it. That's all your blues, that's it. baby. Nice. Thank you, baby. Yep. <laughs> All right, so this is the biggest news of the week, I think. Um, I've already told you about it, actually, so you have to act surprised. Okay. But The Predator just came out. The new Predator movie just came out on Blu-ray not too long ago. Maybe about a week week or two ago, something like that. Mm -hmm. Uh, And it's been released that uh, there were three alternate endings shot for for this movie. Drink it in, James. What are you you doing? Never mind, you ruined it. I did. Um... Uh, there's alternate endings shot, and two of them are just the best. Um, so at the end of the movie, I still have not seen it, but apparently at the end of the movie, there's this big final showdown, and in one of the alternate endings, you have the predator killer character mm-hmm. that like just shows up or whatever, mm-hmm. and in one of the alternate endings, the predator killer was none other than Ellen Ripley from the Alien franchise. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was doing. Oh, I got Spit you. take. You wanted me to be surprised. <laughs> I did. Um, which is amazing. Like that's really fucking cool. Dude. Ellen Ripley played by someone else. Somebody a new actress, yeah. yeah. But but even still the fact that they were that they would even do that would have been a curveball of all curveballs. Now would they have tried to spin it back <laughs> into a new Alien vs. Predator series or something? Who knows? Or Who I have no idea what their plans were for that. But mm-hmm. the other alternate ending I think is actually even better. Mm-hmm. It's the same ending, different character. Bruce Campbell. So the Predator Killer comes down, and instead of it being Ellen Ripley from Alien, they dug deep and actually had the adult version of Newt, who died in between Aliens and Alien 3, unceremoniously, and they just like wrote her character off for Alien 3. Yeah. Fans have always hated that. Yeah. And they brought fucking Newt so back, they were but just she gonna, didn't actually die. They like, were just going to ignore that? or What? Or they could work it into it. You know, they left Newt basically in the ship, assuming that she was dead. And right. they probably could have just spun it off like she wasn't actually dead and somebody hmm. else found her. They could probably do that very easily. But I, I, uh, you know, uh, what's his name? Uh, uh, Jason, not Jason Blum. Um, oh, my God. What's his name? The guy that did uh, District 9 and uh, Chappie and Elysium. Oh, God. The guy that was going to do the new Alien movie. <laughs> I Why can't I think of his name? Gilbert Godfrey. No. Uh, <laughs> J- J- Jason B- 
Oh my God! What is wrong with Bloom, me? Bloomcamp. Bloomcamp. There we go. Neil Bloomcamp. God. Um, so Neil Bloomcamp's uh, Alien Three that he was going to do, which was a direct sequel to Aliens, had Newt in it. Had oh. Michael Bean's character in it still. Okay. Because he because oh, he was going to ignore because he died 3. too. Yeah, right. he was going to ignore Three and actually give the sequel that we should have gotten a long time ago. Right and to all of you people out there saying that Alien Three is a great movie and that I'm crazy, I agree. Alien Three is a good movie for I like Alien 3. for what it is. Yeah. But it's a shitty sequel because they just completely disregarded that story right. was not the right story to tell. <clears throat> right. I, I will. I agree. That's my. Belief. I think when we did our Alien retrospective, we agreed that it was a good movie, but it would have been fine as a standalone film yeah. about aliens on a on a prison planet. Sure. It didn't or, necessarily or just have, have Newt and Michael Bean in that story. Like there sure. was no reason, <clears throat> there was no reason to kill those characters off, right. especially when they spent so much time in Aliens developing them. Mm-hmm. It just didn't make sense. But uh, anyway, that's that's your news, friends. All right, that's, we'll wrap that's up my this sign news. Off like that. I like your new segment. <laughs> I like your segment. <laughs> your friend, sign off, friends and neighbors. Friend, not just friends. Come on, fuck my neighbors. Uh-huh. Boy, oh yeah, your neighbors shit. suck. Wow! <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so we're going to wrap this new segment up with a little stupid fact of the day. And today's stupid fact is the longest name of a place that is still in use today is Tamatawa Katangi Hangaho Aata Mitit Uripi Kakapiki Moango Horu Nuku Pokai Winua Kitan Atahu And that was amazing. That was impressive. And it is a New Zealand hill. A hill in New Zealand. It's just a fucking hill. I, I heard caca in there, which makes heard, me think this place is real shitty. I think I heard caca and pee-pee. <laughs> there might have been some. It was caca and peaky, right? Oh, at, peaky. One, one right after the can other. I see, can I see that? Yeah. I separated them out to be able to pronounce it, but it was all like it was like two separate I words. would not have been able to do that first try. I would have gotten tongue-tied, I I'm think. Gonna, I'm going to try it. We try should it. all try it. Okay. Try it. Tomatawa Katan Gihan Goa Auta Matitia Yerapu Kaka Piki Moga Horonuku Pokai Wanua Katana Tahua. Ah, damn. I'll give you a C. Yeah. I agreed you a I'll C. Ta- I'll take a C. All right. I got this here. Um, Tawa Katan Gihan Gatu Awa Mid. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I don't know if, if all those are pronounced or how Failed. it is, but that was uh, that's my pronunciation now, of it. Wait, anyway, how so. fast can you say it? I th- yep. Tamatawa katangi hangao atau miti kakapiki muango horo nukopokai wenyu ketan atahu. That's pretty good. Thanks, man. I feel like you just offended a Japanese person. <laughs> Probably. That's what that sounds it's like. New Zealand. You prick. It sounds like the Japanese. See, and I always thought I was cool because I learned the name of the the state fish of Hawaii. Do you Ooh. know what? You're getting state married in fish? Hawaii. You should know the state fish. Oh, what is it? Huma huma puaha. I like it. <laughs> it's or or I think uh, or the pig nose fish. You could just call it the pig nose fish. Gotcha. I can see why they wouldn't go by that. <laughs> well, ma- mahalo, mahalo. Hello. All right. Well, boom. That was your news. Thanks, right. Jay. That was a good one. All right. So um, we are at that point in the show. We're we're going to take the break. Oh, the break. Yeah. This is and the then, big one, uh, folks. And then we're gonna pull out our crystal balls and we're gonna. Rub our crystal balls mm-hmm. together mm-hmm. and be be merry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Talking trailers. Throughout this dulcy, faces ripped apart with hooks. A man slashing himself into a bloody pulp, and graphic, macabre, torturous images that defy description.
All right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So um, we're talking. Uh, we're gonna take a glimpse into the future. Before we do that. Oh yes. I actually looked up the the proper name of this hill. Oh. In New Zealand. New Zealand. The New, Zealand. The, the New Zealand accent is so cool and it's so hard to do. Yeah, I I'm, can't. Props to Jay because he got a lot of it pretty fucking right, just minus the accent. Well, I, yeah. Well, as, as good, he got it as good as a dumb American can get it. How about that? <laughs> hey, who you call an American? <laughs> All right, I may be dumb. <laughs> well, I got some American too. All right, you guys ready? This yes. is New Zealand's longest hill name. It's very rhythmic. Was there a motherfucker in there? Yeah, right in the beginning, she sounds like she says motherfucker. Tattoo a motherfucker. Listen, listen again. This is the longest place name in New Zealand that I'm aware of. <laughs> she says tattoo a motherfucker. Tattoo a motherfucker. That, that's like the whole like Grover Sesame Street saying, that sounds like a oh fucking God. excellent idea. Or, I want Eminem to somehow incorporate the name of that place into a rap. Oh, he could. He could do it tomorrow. I guarantee we to. could, but I want to hear it. <laughs> write, write, him a, write him a letter. Like an old school handwritten like, letter. He'll be more likely to respond to it. Here's a word you can't rhyme. Oh, he'll find out. He'll figure it out. <laughs> I want tattoo he, a motherfucker coming up with this. He put... Uh, I, I think I I'm pretty sure I, he's I, he's the only person who put anti-disestablishmentarianism into a song. What? Yeah, something like that. I, I've heard of that before. Well, I think he actually You've used heard of it. Yeah, it's that word. The that that name of that hill. He's used that in a song already. He has. Literally, that whole part though is one word. <laughs> oh boy, that's awesome. Feeling okay. like a rap god. All right, so back to the uh, the task at hand here. It is 2019. Yes. The year of our of our Lord Bell's beer. Mm. <laughs> I mean, it is today at least. Um, and uh, we're taking a look ahead. We're taking a look at all the movies that are uh, coming out this year. Uh, what? What? When you're, when you're fake blowing the microphone, it just completely <laughs> takes me out of the moment. Who's, who's doing that? That's <laughs> oh, some some guy. It's weird how sometimes you see what you want to see, Mike. Yeah. Well. That sounds like a fucking excellent idea. <laughs> <laughs> we, right. just, we just watched the Grover fucking video. Ooh, that sounded more. <laughs> Grover uh, has a sex tape. Um, no, okay. Back to it. Yes. Trailers. Yeah. 2019. Yeah. A look ahead. Mm -hmm. uh, these are movies that <clears throat> we are very excited for. Mm -hmm. I think in years past, we've done a lot of trailers that we didn't think looked good, too. I think this year we're going to mostly focus on the ones we like. Yeah, let's just stick to the ones that look promising. There's one that I have that I think is actually kind of a letdown that I will talk about. Okay. But, um, but yeah, uh, and that's, I, I feel, like, let's just get this one out of the way. Let's get this one out of the way because it's probably going to be the worst movie of the of The, the year. worst. Yeah. yeah, his first movie was a major flop. Yeah, big time Lost flop. Lost all of its money. Mm -hmm. um, and that's uh, this guy named Jordan Peele. As director, he's a. I've never. I've, I recognize the name. I I think he's a poet or something like that, and he like made the jump into horror movies. That sounds right. Yeah. Um. Yeah. His he has a a lanky tall friend with him usually. It's like Jane Silent Bob, <laughs> just like the black version. <laughs> no, uh, Jordan Peele's new movie Us. Uh, we just got a trailer for it. What was it two weeks ago? I think yeah. it was. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, and how many was, how many times have you watched it in those two weeks? At least fifty thousand times. Yeah, me too. Um, so this there's the weird thing. We didn't know anything <clears throat> about this movie up until a couple weeks ago when right. the, finally the synopsis was released uh, revealed. You got the trailer and everything else. And uh, 
this movie, this trailer hits you like a freight train. Oh yeah, it is. It is so terrifying, and this the use of the song in the trailer yeah. might be the greatest use of sound in a trailer of or song in a trailer. Yeah, I think that I've ever seen. It's so crazy. Like who would have I? Like the if you've ever heard the song. Uh, I got five on it by Loonies. I got five. It's from like it's from the '90s. I think it's from like '96 or something. But it does have like if if you listen to the actual song, the the backing track is pretty dark. Yeah, but when they but they, in this but trailer like, they slow it down but and they who, stretch it out. Yeah, and but who the hell would have who the hell would like even if it's a little dark, who would be able to take it and make it so ominous and like well, foreboding the way he did? It's, it's crazy. Funny. I say that this was like the best well, use of... Not, not to say that he did it. Obviously, somebody else edited this song. Sure. But he used the song in the, or he used the song in the movie. So but here's it, the thing. You, you get what I'm saying. I said this was the best use of a song in a trailer probably ever. Yeah. And then I was re-watching the trailer from The New Mutants. Mm-hmm. And if you remember, they do the exact same thing with Another Brick in the Wall by Pink, Pink Floyd. Mm. They slow it down. Mm-hmm. And it's like, we don't need no... Education and it gets all like kind of ghostly and ambient, yeah. And they do the exact same thing. I'd be very, very, very interested to know if the same guy edited both trailers. It's a really Mm. deliberate thing, yeah. That maybe this dude is establishing or has has in the past. That's kind of his trademark, maybe like thing, yeah. Totally. I mean, I don't know that for sure. I would just be very (laughs) interested to find out if perhaps you know. There was a, a a crossover there. Yeah, uh, but yeah, us. Um, a mother and father take their kids to the to their beach house, expecting to enjoy time with friends. But their serenity turns to tension and chaos when some visitors arrive uninvited. This movie Ooh. is starring uh, Lupita Nyong'o, who I just gotta be honest with you. Like when I when I first saw her in Black Panther, she was very much playing a character. Mm-hmm. Like she was very much playing like like this. Um, this take on like the African like warrior basically. Mm-hmm. Um, seeing her in this as not that character, you mm-hmm. know, like she has she didn't even have hair. I don't believe in in Black Panther. Mm-hmm. Um, she is gorgeous. Oh yeah, she's she beautiful. is stunningly beautiful. Mm-hmm. It really is. Yeah. Um, and then you have Winston Duke, who was also in Black Panther. Uh, they play the parents, who is also beautiful. Who is also beautiful. <laughs> God, just good, good looking family. Um, no, uh, those are the two parents, just kids, or whatever. But like when we when we review the movie, which I'm sure we will, we'll get more into the yeah. cast, or whatever. But uh, but yeah, so. There's like the, the this movie just looks incredible. The 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 intruders are them, but like these weird, crazy versions of them. They wear like these these red like almost look like Asian suits, sort mm, of. They just look like jumpsuits to me. Like so- I don't know, they, they, their shirts were like like longer. Like they were like longer shirts. I thought. I think it's a full. I think it's a full coverall. Maybe that maybe like that's what a, it was. Like a full on like jumpsuit um, type thing. There's a lot of questions that I have about this trailer. Like what do the white rabbits mean? They show them a lot of times and they clearly have to mean something. Well if you notice too, uh, <clears throat> like some some people were some people were saying like like oh he already made a movie about uh like race relations, you know, like symbolically or the a metaphor for race relations. He's gonna stay away from that this time. I really don't think so. Like he's he's really kind of found his niche in this oh, yeah. in this like um I like think, social I think like social thriller, social commentary kind of horror. I think there's absolutely he's even said this is another social com this is right. another social <clears throat> horror movie. So right. that that is what it is. 
um, as far as what that's going to mean, I have an idea about it. Like, I mean, I, did you notice? Because you asked about the white rabbits. Did you notice? And there's two like prominent uh, clips in the in the trailer where they show white rabbits, mm-hmm. but there's one black rabbit in amongst. Oh, those I did not notice that in both shots. See what I and I, I this is what I'm getting from it. I feel <laughs> like this has more to do with race than anything else. His first movie did as well, mm-hmm. and I, I I almost wonder if this is more of. Um, like being that the family is black and it's them that are in, invading themselves, mm-hmm. I almost wonder if, if if this is going to revolve around the idea of what um, like the two different sides of I guess what black culture. Mm-hmm. A lot of times, you know, a lot of times you see like like this is how black culture really is, and then this is how people see black culture. You right. know, like, and I almost wonder if this is a play on that sort of like you have like two sides of what it means to be black in this day and age. Right. You know, and I, and I think it's a very interesting thing. You know, like you have let's let's be honest, racism is alive and well in this country right now, especially right now. You know, it, in the last couple of years, it's, it's really reared its head more so than it has in the last ten, you know, ten twenty years probably. You know, um, and there's a lot of people that that look at black culture in a certain light and don't mm-hmm. appreciate it and everything else. And I, I just wonder if that might be what this is. But if you notice it's like the two sides of what what it is and what people perceive it to be, but that if, kind of thing. But if you notice in the trailer, I'm trying like, to be very PC here. I hope that's coming across that way. Like I, you don't have to it, be PC. No, 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 I, it's difficult to talk about that sometimes, though, only because I'm a stupid white dude. Like you know, what I'm saying like I don't have the inside look at what it means to be black. But I'm just wondering if this is that. Sure, but you commentary can, on it. Well, you know? I, but you can I, you yeah. can theorize without being that's offensive. True, that's true. I, I just hope that um, I'm not being offensive. But if that's you all. but if you watch the trailer, like I like I said, I've I've gone through this trailer with a fine tooth comb because I've become kind of like obsessed with it. You own a comb? You yeah, barely I, have hair. I just, that's why I have the comb <laughs> is to go through trailers with it in its fine teeth. Um, they have teeth. They they actually get, they actually get uh, there's a part at toward the end of the trailer where you know how when the sun encounters like somebody doing the scarecrow stance on the beach yeah and it's a black guy mm-hmm. in a jumpsuit and like a trench yep. coat and blah 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 toward the end of the movie you actually see uh, Lupita Nyong'o's character running toward several people holding hands on the beach yes those are white people okay so and there's a line in the trailer that says something like um. We are our own worst enemy. So I don't. I, I I do agree to an extent that this might be talking about the like the two different sides of um, you know black culture in America. But or, I think or, it, it or might just be wanna, yeah. it might just be culture in general. Sure, like, it very well could be. Knowing knowing Jordan Peele though, like Get Out was was very much about black people right. in a white environment. Right. So I, I feel as though this is probably going to be along those same well, lines. And, and what was Get Out about? Get Out was about uh, was about people, white people, who were taking, uh, taking, sorry, spoiler alerts if you haven't seen Get Out, but it was about white people taking, uh, like, they were brain swapping with black people, basically. So now these black people were... Because black was chic. Yeah, being black was she. Yeah, it was, it was like the in thing. It was like know, a like, fashionable thing to to have the which says which uh, which I got not that we're gonna get on that movie, but that's basically it's like the white people basically stealing black culture, and it became really popular for a long time. Right, you know, like and this one, this one seems more like, uh, and sorry if this ruffles feathers, but like the idea of of like. I don't really agree with this wording, but I'm just going to say it for the lack of a better way of saying it. But, like, black people acting like white people. Do you know what I mean? 
Like yes, and and I'm 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 uh, there's a I'm sure there's a better way to say that, but like there's there's like you were saying there's kind of like two different sides to how people view yeah black culture, and, and it could and, be and, it, and and even and and it even goes so far as to like sometimes sometimes when uh, black people act a certain way, other black people. We'll, we'll say you're not acting black enough. Like people have actually yeah. accused Jordan Peele of not acting black enough. Sure. Which sure. what the hell does that even mean? You know what I mean? And then there's also and then there's also the people too that, that you, it could be about um, if we're going on the race lines thing though it could be like there's there's a, the massive massive part of the the, the black population mm-hmm. that looks at the stupid things that bad people in their race communities do right. and you're like you're making us all look bad right. like there's that there's that side of it too so it could be that as well I, this is going to be Let's, a very very I think interesting and studied movie. I yeah. really, I really believe so. Well, let's... and Jordan Peele has proven himself to be a master yeah. of this particular graft, mm-hmm. and so I'm so looking forward to this. Like, I, I just, it's, uh, yeah. Let's get into. I think we already agreed that we're probably going to talk about this trailer more than any probably other trailer a little bit tonight. More, yeah. Let's. Have you picked up on any of the details in the in the trailer at all? Sock it to me. Like. The f- the fact that the the so the the people in the jumpsuits are called the tethered. Okay. So that even even them being called the tethered seems pretty telling of like what what might be going on. I, there's only you can only theorize based off of a two yeah, two minute yeah. um, two minute trailer. But then you've got the fact. If you're that, interested too, not to cut you off, yeah. but there's tons of YouTube videos where people have oh, broken sure. down this trailer. Yeah. So if you want, watch a bunch of them because you're going to get a bunch of different takes, right. which I think is also very interesting. Right, and it's interesting how the different like you can there's there's black people and white people agreeing on what it means, and then there's white people saying, "Oh no, it means this," and then there's black people saying, "Oh no, it means this." So it's really you get the full spectrum yeah. of what yeah. it could mean. So, but like um. It's, it seems like the tethered are the direct opposite of what their, the, like, the normal family yes. is. Like, the son is very, the son's, like, like almost kind of animalistic. Like, mm-hmm. he crawls around on all fours, and he's wearing a mask. Oh, that mask it was, is so creepy. It was so creepy when he crab walked. Was, was yeah. it one of the little kids crab yeah, walked? Yeah, it was the son. Yeah. 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 Like, into the scene. Right. Was like, whoa. And then the, the mom, she never, like, she hardly ever smiles throughout the trailer, and her counterpart is always smiling. Mm-hmm. And, and then... And talks really weird, too. Yeah. Like she's got this weird, like, oh, that like be, sketchy be cadence to her. Well, that, she, yeah, it's, yeah, it's yeah. so weird. <laughs> And but um, like a lot of people have uh, pointed out too that there's a part in the trailer. So there's four people in the family, and you see their four tethered mm-hmm. um, counterparts. But there's another part in the trailer where you see a little girl who is not. Uh, she's not in the family. Perhaps she died. No, a lot of people are saying because they 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 do. I don't know where this information came from, but the the mom played by Lupita Nyong'o, she has some sort of dark secret, mm-hmm. like darkness in her past that she's dealing with, and that that little girl when they show her, they show her t- two or three times in the trailer, and she's wearing a thriller shirt, so she was probably alive in the eighties, mm-hmm. and then they also show her walking through. Uh, a school and if you look at the people in the background they're dressed in like dated clothes so that might that might be the mom so what if the mom was actually switched earlier in her life and she became 
I, I because like there's a, because I there's feel the like part, that's a big that's a big what if being that we know nothing about this movie. It's not a, it's, not really it's though because not really me, though but, because you see there's she's saying in a voiceover in the trailer they look like us they act like us blah 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 they know where we are all the time and you see that little girl in the thriller shirt looking what she's looking at what appears to be a mirror and then all of a sudden the other person reaches out and grabs her by the throat and mm-hmm. screams at her that's the little girl supposedly the mom. Okay. And then a couple scenes later, you see her walking through that school, and she's got this really devious look on her face. Hmm. Interesting. So what if she was switched at some point in time? Interesting. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I mean, we'll find out when the movie comes out, obviously. But uh, what else? What other little tidbits did you pick up? Uh, there's a lot of people saying that the uh, the number five has something. <laughs> there's some significance to <coughs> either the number five or the letter V, because I got five on it, yep. and the Roman numeral for five is V. And then also uh, you can you you see the letter V several times throughout the throughout the um, trailer. Nobody really knows what it means yet. Interesting. And then the the idea behind the rabbits rabbits are a, rabbits are very commonly researched. Like they they do research on rabbits, you know, yeah. like in animal testing. And also rabbits, they are known for reproducing quickly, uh-huh. and they've also been known to be uh, cloned. Uh, oh, oh. So the idea of cloning. Now, what and was rabbits the significance of like, the white rabbit in like Alice in Wonderland? Though, I tried looking this up once, but I feel as though the white rabbit is sim- symbol of something itself too. I feel like it has to be. Um, um, I never actually found a, a good answer for it though. Um, you know? I mean, I, I I just know that I know that rabbits in in general kind of symbolize fertility and mm-hmm. stuff like that. So. I don't know. And uh, and I got five on it, the song there. Mm-hmm. You got, there's five of the other family of them. Or or uh, the, the opposite family. There's yeah, four in the original family members and then five of the... Because uh, of, of that girl. Because of, of the girl, too. So Unless that, that fi- takes unless that takes place in the past, though. Yeah, who knows? Right. I mean, that's that's obviously, it's, it's speculation because we don't know. Right. But um, I think my, my, my favorite part of the trailer <laughs> was uh, the dad buys a yacht or a boat at one point. <laughs> And uh, did you did you catch the name of of said yacht? It's like Biatch or something <laughs> like that. <laughs> it's B E yacht, and then T C H. Biatch. It's the greatest name for a boat ever. <laughs> uh, I love. I love, t- it. I love too that uh, isn't Tim Heidecker the like their their friend. They've got their couple of friends that they hang mm-hmm. out with, and Tim Heidecker from the um, Tim and Eric show. Oh, that- okay. Is that what that is? It would make sense from their comedy background. That would actually make a lot of sense. What's the name of that show? Tim, Tim, Tim and Eric, Eric's awesome something. Oh, I can't yeah, think of what it's I, I never watched it. Yeah. Trandall would know if he was here. Um, um there's there's more yeah. that I there's more that I picked up on, but we can probably do this to death. Yeah. I think we're and we're gonna talk about all this when we eventually see the movie. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So the uh the white rabbit, by the way, back in back to the Bible in Judaism, the rabbit is considered an unclean animal. Because though it chews the cud, it does not have a divided hoof. This led to derogatory statements and th- throughout the years and stuff. Oh, okay. Um, so maybe something with that? Could be, yeah. It very well could be. There could be a lot of different cultures, too, though, that look at the rabbit in different ways, too. Right. So who It knows? might not have anything to do with it any It literally might not have anything to do with it. <laughs> what, uh, one really cool thing, it was the night after, that night after we had podcast two weeks ago, mm-hmm. we, we watched this trailer, um, or the next day I was driving, 
And that song, I Got Five on It, came on the radio. Did it really? And I haven't heard that in years. That's until good we song. Why that sudden, do you think it suddenly popped on because oh, yeah. of because this of movie? Yes. Like it's regaining popularity. I think it was the following day. <laughs> that is now, pretty weird, though. Yeah. That you like. When's the last time you heard that song? Sure. Like, well, yeah. Whoever owns or the rights to go to Great Skate. Yeah. <laughs> whoever owns the rights to it probably like put it back out in circulation because mm-hmm. they, they make money every single time it's played. Oh, yeah. yeah. Loonies are probably loving it. They're suddenly making a bunch of royalty money. Probably. <laughs> um, all right. So, so the, the one other thing that I'll bring up that everybody seems to be freaking out about is the run, the weird run down oh, the hallway yes, where yes. her arms are like straight out down by her sides. It's so freaky looking. Yeah. <laughs> it's that, like such a cool stylistic choice that you wouldn't think of that. But yeah. when you see it, it's so striking and creepy looking. There's at. one thing about it too that drives me crazy is that the... Um, the poster art for us it's like red or whatever it's like the mom who has a pair of scissors and they're upside down mm-hmm. and it says us in this like sort of cursive sort of like wavy font or whatever mm-hmm. it's the exact same font that local band before i go used to use oh is it really i can't i can't not see it every single time i look at it, <laughs> is like, it i know it is it uh did, did it yeah, double up that. behind it yes. too like that yeah yeah because people have also been saying that that's significant too like it's it's the word us written really in like well, sure. in a, in and a beautiful probably, font and then behind it is like kind of a less refined version of the font and it's possible that it's just coincidence it's also possible they just found that font and and it looks good i feel like Jordan, or it's just, I feel or like, it's just a very similar font to the one that i'm used to yeah but it, it reminds I, me of i know it, like, which crazy. one you're ta- talking about now like look up uh, i feel like jordan peel doesn't do like there's nothing that's left to chance you know like yeah. everything that he puts in is for a it's very like Stanley specific Kubrick. yeah yeah dude jordan peele is the black stanley kubrick he is i mean he could if he keeps turning out movies like this yeah honest to god he could be hell yeah like that culturally important do you a lot of people are saying that they hope he doesn't continue doing horror after this why because they think that it'll get played out i'm like what if he found what he's really good at why would you not want him to do that you know, if if Jordan Peele did an action movie that was had a social commentary to it, I oh, think he sure. could do anything yeah. good. But I think that this niche though is great, and provided that he just keeps he does it really well, doing what he's doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's fine. And he did he did say that there's definitely going to be like a third installment in this sort of like unofficial trilogy. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. So. Good. But uh, yeah, that's that's us, <laughs> and that's and the that, one we'll talk about for the longest. So. Uh, and the us is going to be out March twenty second. It actually got pushed back. It was supposed to be the fifteenth, and it got pushed back a week. Actually, I think it was this week. Hmm. They pushed it back. We probably because they didn't want to going up against some other movie that was out. Sure. Of, I guess we um, uh, like like it's gonna lose out to some other movie. Well, I mean, it's still yeah yeah. I see, we uh, let me see. It's it's almost the exact same font. Oh wow, it is. You're right. I, that's Weird. all I see when I just want to see it. it whatever. Well, right, we um, we go to we go see a movie every year for my birthday, so that's, that might be it. That's my one. Cool. All right. So moving on to um, a movie called a movie that we've been looking forward to, called Lords of Chaos. Hmm. So the reason that I, I like this one a lot is because it's not horror in the traditional sense, but the actual story that this is based on is horrific. Very. And it's also uh, based on a book that. We've, that we've you both, owned, I that owned, I read, read yeah. that is amazing. And uh, this is a, about a, a teenager's quest to launch a Norwegian black metal in Oslo in the early 1990s results in a very violent outcome. Mm-hmm. So this is the story of uh, Varg Vikers and uh, a guy named Euronymous. Euronymous uh, uh, was the singer of a band. I believe it was the singer. 
remember a bass player. He was in a band called Mayhem. I'm not very good with my my, my Mayhem was at the forefront of the Norwegian black metal scene Mm -hmm. back in the early 90s. Um, And uh, you you may be familiar with a lot of the church burnings that happened around that time. Varg Vikers was arrested and he was in jail for years and years and years and years Mm -hmm. for the church burnings. Um, And so the book, Lords of Chaos, is... Is in, it's basically a biography of what happened back in those days. Mm-hmm. Um, what ended up happening is that um, is that one of the uh, one of the members of Mayhem, uh, or I'm sorry, Euronymous. That's what it was. Euronymous killed the singer of Mayhem. Killed Varg. No, no, no. Didn't kill Varg. Varg is very much alive and out of jail. Oh, at this he point. is. Yeah. No, uh, Dead. I believe. Oh, Dead. Dead was the singer's name. Yeah, I, sure. I, I believe. We're bad at this. Yeah, we are. <laughs> it's like we. I know the story, but I'm bad with names. My point is this: so Euronymous killed another guy in his band, stabbed him basically in the face. I'm pretty sure, mm-hmm. uh, and killed him. And um, or was it Euronymous that died? The fuck. <laughs> you know what? It's an interesting story. Look it up. We're really bad at this, but. The way that they, this is the one movie in our in our list that I'm actually not all that sold on. I do yeah. not like the tone of this movie. It looks like a comedy, and supposedly it is very lighthearted mm. in that in that way. So um, you have Rory Culkin that is playing Euronymous, mm-hmm. um, and yeah, so yeah, he's the one that does the killing, not gets killed because he's a character in the movie. Sure. Um, you have Emery Cohen playing Varg, uh, and some other guys playing uh, some other people. They don't matter. But no, it's Val Kilmer's son. Was oh, it really Val yeah, Kilmer's son? Uh, Jack uh, Kilmer. Jack Kilmer is playing. Oh shit, he, he plays, plays dead. dead. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. So I'm I'm really disappointed because I feel as though the the book has such a dark side to it, mm-hmm. and and the story, the real life story, has such a dark side to it. To make it anything other than a dreary drama, I feel like is just missing <clears throat> the mark. In my opinion, after I watched the trailer for this, I was and, and they're only little teaser trailers in all fairness. Oh yeah, so like we don't have a we piece. don't have a crazy good feel for it. Right. But. Um, after I watched the trailer for this, I wanted to know what some black metal fans thought of it, and it's it's pretty pretty unanimous. They hate it. Euronymous? Huh? It's pretty euronymous. It's pretty euronymous that they, that they hate it. Well, first of all. Yeah. Well, there's a, there's a video of Varg talking. First he of, put up a video. First of all, black black metal it. fans. I'm sorry. Uh, like if you're like I can listen to black metal. Oh, I love black metal. But if you're like the real gung ho, like you you like to sometimes wear the corpse paint yourself and like and these are the guys who take photos in the woods with right, like yeah. swords and spikes on their legs. Yeah. And like, <laughs> um, they can be a, they can be a little severe, and so. A lot of them are saying that even the book Lords of Chaos was shit because it sensationalized the whole. It was a sensational like, thing. That like happened. it only it only picked and chose the worst parts of what happened in the black metal, the Norwegian black metal scene. I don't really know much about the history of black metal outside of what I've heard, read in Lords of Chaos, so yeah. I can't really speak to that. So, but this, who but, that, knows? but this was a story that was focusing on these terrible events that did right. take place—the church burnings, the murders, right. the the prison sentences. Like, it's not necessarily that it's sensationalized. This is a story that actually happened. Right. And the book was about those specific things. Right. It wasn't that book was not intentionally supposed to be about the entire black metal scene. Right. It was just about this group of people and what happened. Right. To them, so I think it's a stupid argument. And then the uh, and then the other uh, thing that they were complaining about is that 
they're, they're like they're like you just turn you just turn it into a bunch of hipsters talking about kind of music i'm like i it, that's i mean like i also <laughs> don't like the fact that none of the actors talk with accents yeah. they americanize the whole right. thing and and it's ironic because the uh the um director Jonas Ackerland uh the director of uh that movie Spun yeah uh, that drug induced uh-huh. crazy trip movie i yeah. fucking love that movie John Leguizamo <laughs> um <laughs> anyway he's from Sweden mm-hmm. and so it's really shocking to me that he's from where these things in the area that these things actually happen people from Sweden though who I'm just who shocked speak he didn't fluent. want to keep it more like people from Sweden who speak know. fluent English really don't have crazy accents. Some of them do. No, they do. Varg, like Varg does. I, 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 I listen to I, him talk a lot. Yeah, okay. I've never actually seen seen any of his. It's uh, good. They speak very good English, right. but they still have an act like a a European um, like Nordic accent. Though. There are there are some people from Sweden who you, you can barely tell that they have an accent. Bork, 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 bork. <laughs> that's that's <laughs> actually I know. <laughs> Uh, oh boy. Um, no, so like, yeah, I don't know. I, I I would have preferred them using at least Swedish accents to remind us that this takes place right in over there, right? You know, or, or Norway or whatever, whatever. I, I think some of them were from Sweden actually, but like my my whatever country this takes place in, yeah. I wish they would have used accents that represented it that way. It puts you there. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I, I understand them not making it in Swedish or in Nordic or whatever, sure. like, but. The fact that it's completely an Americanized way of looking at it mm-hmm. bothers me. Yeah. Like, I don't want that to be that way. Yeah. Uh, but apparently this movie is blowing up on the independent circuit. Is it really? Like, the festival circuit. Yeah. People are loving it. So, I, I'm just, I'm just really, I don't know how to take yeah, this Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing it. I just, I'm kind of up in the air right now as to whether or not it, I, I think it's just because my expectations based on what I read in the book were yeah. far different from what it seems like we're going to be getting from the I movie. Agree. I agree. So I agree. Anyway, so. let's move on to the next one. All right. Um, oh, yeah. That was, anyway, that one is out uh, February 8th, Lords of Chaos. This is a theatrical release. Mm. Some of these movies are already out um, on oh. festival circuit. February 8th is coming out yes. in the U.S.? Yep. Oh, okay. Yep. That's the uh, theatrical date. Okay. Um, let's move on to a movie that's actually already out. Okay. Uh, and I, I, I bring this one up only because I find it very intriguing. Uh, and that's a movie called uh, Escape Room. Mm-hmm. Some of you might have already actually seen it. It came it out on came, January 4th. Yeah, it just came out. So it's, it still makes sense that we're talking about it. But it's a 2019 movie. We haven't seen it yet. Um, and I'm going to talk about it actually beyond this movie. Um, so this is directed by Adam Robitel, who did uh, The Taking of Deborah Logan and Insidious, The Last Key. I like so The guys, Taking of Deborah Logan. got a good Deborah pedigree. Logan. That was a good, good movie. Um, six strangers find themselves in circumstances beyond their control and must use their wits to survive. Uh, starring Deborah Ann Wall, who got plays... Got to keep your wits about you. Uh, Deborah Ann Wall plays the, uh, <laughs> the, the sexy uh, uh, secretary in Daredevil, the Daredevil series on Netflix. Okay. Uh, then you have Tyler Labine, who was in, I believe, that Reaper show. He was. Yep. Um, those are the two big guys. I think I don't know if there's anyone else too big. Um, here's the thing about this movie: it's it's your very uh, standard. Adam, Adam Robitel himself actually plays one of the characters. Oh, does he? Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't realize that. Yeah. Um, this is a very fun popcorn horror movie. Very, it's very fun. Keyword. Mm-hmm. Um, and this movie reminds me so much of the Saw franchise. In every way, shape, or form, and that's why actually one of the reasons I wanted to talk about it. It's like I get the. I actually wrote down. What did I say? Oh, this might be in my my handwritten notes. Uh, but while you're looking that up, yeah, 
I think that this movie has every possibility to be the fun, amazing, connected, interwoven franchise that Saw was. Oh, you think so? And, like, keep going with it? Yeah. And, and uh, Saw and Cube. I got, like, some Cube vibes. Yeah, yeah. Oh, also, absolutely. Also, absolutely. I realized after I watched the trailer a second time, I got, like, a Cabin in the Woods vibe, too. Sort of, yeah. Because you know, like, they're in these weird places. Yeah, and, yeah. At one point, they end up, like outdoors in this vast forest that's like yeah. covered in ice and stuff well, it just it seemed like whoever was involved like the game master or whatever is able to kind of contrive these really crazy situations yeah. that don't even seem like they'd be possible well, and that's the thing like i'm watching this wherever i'm thinking to myself like like you can have the possibilities for for uh, an escape room are endless yeah. for, first off yeah and then you can start weaving into the story that the game master once upon a time played the game and mm-hmm. maybe that maybe the third movie in the franchise is actually a prequel and you didn't know it and the guy from the third movie was actually the game master from the first movie like they could twist and turn like I said, we love the saw franchise yeah because of the writing because the writing is so incredibly clever. smart yeah and clever mm-hmm. and i feel like this movie has every as every chance in the world to become a massive yearly franchise. Plus, I think it's really, I really hope that really, it does. Really smart timing too, because escape rooms are such a huge oh, yeah, thing right yeah, now. Absolutely. Like, like to capitalize on that right now was a really good idea. Um, and I, I think it looks, it looks fun. Like you said, it just looks like I'm a sure super it's fun not without movie. Its flaws, but no. I mean, who cares? No, it's just, I, and and to me, like, to me, like this is, I don't want to die. But, like, the idea of an escape room that's just completely, um, uh, uh, what the hell's the word I'm immersive. looking for? Immersive. Yep. Where it's, like, you almost fear for your life. Because mm-hmm. there's, like, one that they, it's like oh, they ultimate, open. It's like those ultimate haunts where right, they're not right. going to kill you, but they're going to fuck you up. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, they just opened one in uh, Las Vegas that's completely Saw-themed. Mm-hmm. Can yeah. you can you imagine that? It'd be amazing. Like, oh god, it'd be sweet. You were just telling me one about one that's a in full Europe, mansion. It's, it's all Resident Evil Two. Yeah, like it's geez. yeah, like it's just it's so cool. And I think I I just like the idea of turning it into a movie. I thought was super smart. I hope it's really good. I'm gonna watch it soon because now that I I watched the trailer, I was like, oh damn, when does this come out? And then yeah. I saw a bunch of reviews and for it. I was like, what? I understand that the Saw franchise is still continuing with Jigsaw, and I'm sure they're gonna do. Excuse me. I'm sure they're going to do a sequel to it, mm-hmm. but honest to God, I would be it really okay with the Saw franchise just taking a backseat to something new, something fresh they can start with a new story, and as long as it's that same feel to it, way down. Right. You know, and it, like I said, a year, it, but it needs to be yearly. Mm-hmm. Has to be yearly because that's that's why the Saw franchise worked. Right. You got a new chapter every single year. Exactly. So. Yeah, it stayed fresh in your mind the whole time. Like cool. by the time you were done talking about Saw One, Saw Two was out, yeah. and then you talked yeah. about that for a year, and then Saw Three. Exactly. So, yeah, yeah, totally. So I just really hope so. There's not much more else to say about it, but I did want to bring it up because I, the possibilities of this franchise, or of this movie to turn into a franchise, is very exciting to me. Yeah, totally. Um, but uh, yeah, what do you want to do next? Um, why don't we do? Did you watch? Uh, let's do Happy Death Day. Ooh, yeah. Two. Happy Death Day to, to you. you. Now, did you uh, see the first Happy Death, Happy Death Day? I didn't. Love. And I really want to see it, especially after watching this trailer. This it looks like the type of movie. It's a it's Groundhog's Day, but the horror movie. Version. Exactly. And uh, like, I don't get me wrong. I love just straight up horror. I love being scared, but I love a good. A horror movie that has a like a good amount of comedy so thrown into yeah. it too, and the the lead 
the lead actress, she's the same girl in both yeah. movies, oh, yeah. right? Well, there's a lot of similarities between the two. So she's got happy... a gr- she's got a great like on screen personality. I like I love the way she yep uh, like she's so over the top. I really like that about her. And, Which uh, is a character arc though from the first movie. She wasn't always like that. Really? So it's very interesting. So Happy Death Day was a movie that I saw when I had signed up for um, Movie Pass. Mm-hmm. I was going to the movies by myself all the time because yeah. I, I could. Uh-huh. And uh, I remember going to see Happy Death Day and not expecting much out of it, but it was a horror movie. I wanted to see something scary. And it was like the surprise hit for me. I loved it. And it was fun and it was dumb. And it, not even that it was dumb, but it was like, it was just like fun horror. You know, like the whole story. Basically, the girl wakes up, she dies at the end of every day, mm-hmm. and or falls asleep and wakes up in, in random dude's house that she slept with one night. Yeah. And she replays this morning and the subsequent day over and so, over and over. So literally Groundhog's Day. And she starts putting together a story every time she does it. And she gets, she realizes that there's someone trying to kill her in all these things. Mm-hmm. And she has to figure out who it is and this and that and blah, blah, blah. And like break so, the cycle or something yeah, like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. So Happy Death Day to you. One of the things I love about it is there's a scene in the trailer where she wakes up in a bed and she, see a, she sees a dude. And then I think he has like an Indian roommate that comes to the door. Mm-hmm. Those That's the same room set up morning from the first movie they're literally continuing oh, it is. the exact same morning from the first movie into this one mm-hmm. only she's now wisened up to it and she knows it and apparently the killer is after those two characters now in this version mm-hmm. so it's like it's awesome because well, and then it's by the end complete... of the trailer it seems like he's after a bunch of people yeah so it changes it's not just her it's so she, more people she has time. to break the cycle to save all of these people instead Basically. of just herself um, and I just think it's a really smart thing. Like a lot of times I want sequels to branch out and do something different, mm-hmm. but this one is, makes perfect sense to keep with the exact same story. You could watch these two movies back to back probably. Yeah. Um, and I think it's great. Yeah. I think it's absolutely fantastic. Yeah. It looks um, like a lot of fun. This was directed by, uh, Christopher Landon who did the, um, uh, happy, he did the first happy death day movie. And then that scout's guide to the zombie apocalypse. Man, I wanted to see that. So did I. It looked so funny. <laughs> also paranormal activity, the marked ones. Uh, was his? Is he? Did he actually direct those? Or, I'm, yeah, I'm looking yeah, at, yes, uh, he directed those. And Disturbia? Did he direct Disturbia? Or uh, I, maybe I didn't write that down. If he did, um, um, uh, no, he just wrote it. Okay, I actually like that movie. <laughs> yeah, I, that was with. It was just. It was with uh, Shia LaBeouf. Shia LaBeouf. Oh, maybe I didn't see that one. Um, it was. It was just like a stupid teen horror movie, but I, I, I enjoyed it. Um, but yeah, no, I just, I just think this is just going to be another fun horror yeah, movie. Absolutely, fun romp. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's out February fourteenth. Uh, we're not going in any specific order no. anyway. We're no, just kind of going. Kinda, we got a list and we're just picking them. Um, all right, moving on to a remake that we are both very, very looking forward to. Mm-hmm. And that is Pet Cemetery. Mm-hmm. Mm, that's going to be out April 5th. Pet Cemetery. Uh, you guys know what, what it's about. You know, uh, Lewis Creed, his wife Rachel, and their two children, Gage and Ellie, moved to a rural home where they are welcomed and lighted about the eerie Pet Cemetery located near their home. Gage! Um, Gage. <laughs> so this is directed by Kevin Colch and Dennis Widmere, uh, who did Starry Eyes. And oddly enough, on the IMDb, they're listed as being the directors for Mama 2, oh. which there's no information for really? whatsoever. I'm not quite sure that anyone knows that there's Mama 2 coming out. Sure, hmm. someone does. I didn't. I mean, I wonder how they're going to do that because she was, I mean, like, she died at the end. I- just saying. I guess you can't. Can you kill a ghost? I have no idea. Mm, I don't know. Nope. Uh, so this movie, uh, as we've talked about in the past, uh, is starring uh, John Lithgow as uh, taking up the mantle of Judd. Judd. Just minus the drawl, which we both miss. 
Yeah, that's, I liked it more though. I rewatched the trailer actually, and it didn't bother me near as much as still, it did the first yeah, time. Yeah, no, I, I I like it. I love John Lithgow. He's an amazing actor. But being that he's an amazing actor, I just really don't understand why he wouldn't do the. the Once he was the instructed not to. If it's an instruction, it, you do what the director tells you. But I, I don't get it. Um, anyways, yeah, I think, I think this he is... could pull it off. And there's something there's something that about the Mainer accent that makes Judd seem more wise. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know what it is. It's I just a, I, I have no idea. But I, I don't disagree with you, though. I, I think this is a good update on the classic, though. I, yeah. It doesn't look offensive at all. I think it's going to be a little bit closer to the book, which I a actually lot of people was are going just going to gonna like. say. I, I, I just listened to the book on Audible a, few, a couple months ago, and as far as I can tell, that, that was the fir- my first time listening or reading the book since I was like way younger. And mm-hmm. I'm not even sure I finished it when I was younger. And as far as I can tell, this this new one follows the book more closely than the than the original. Um, one of the scenes that they highlight on in the trailer is the procession of a dead animal to the pet cemetery, where all the kids are wearing their By masks the children, and stuff. Yeah. And it's so creepy. Those those animal masks yeah. are just terrifying. And that was not in the original movie, but That's, I know it's in the book. So. Right. No, it's not in the book. The kids oh, don't not. wear the kids don't wear masks. Oh, no. Oh. And also Judd <laughs> oh. And also Judd in the movie <laughs> this is this is one departure from the novel. The fact that the kids are um wearing the masks, they don't do that in the in the oh, book. Okay. And the fact that he says it's a it's a place that the children have come to fear, that's not true either. Um, they actually, the children in the town, they like take care of it. Don't they, they? Like, they maintain the trail and they maintain. So there's, you know, there's, there's, there's the pet cemetery and then there's the deadfall mm-hmm. and you have to walk over the deadfall and go up into the Indian burial yes. ground, which is like the secondary burial ground, which is very and similar to the first she, movie too. The way that looks, you have like all the wood, the yeah, wood I love pile the way the deadfall like, looks. It looks so good. The deadfall good. looks very similar to the first movie. Mm-hmm. And that was almost, that was like my favorite part of the first movie. Yeah. Cause when I was growing up, I had my I had grandparents that lived in Pennsylvania, mm-hmm. and there was uh, woods behind their house, and we found out at a very early age that if you walk long enough straight back into the woods, you came across a cemetery. Oh, really? And we would go back there. It was an old cemetery from like the 1800s. Like Weird. It was a really old cemetery, and it, it was about like a 20 minute walk to get back there. Um, and uh, so the, I always, even though I didn't watch Pet Cemetery until I was a little bit older. Mm-hmm. Um, since the very first time that I saw it, I always sort Reminded of had this weird that. connection to it because yeah. I'm like, it reminds me of what I actually did in Pennsylvania. Yeah. And, um, and the, the deadfall was my, like my favorite part about that movie. Cause in Pennsylvania, there was like a little crick that you had to get over <clears> and you got over it by walking over the downed logs oh, that yeah. crossed it. And it, even though it's different, it still sort of reminds me of it. Right. And so that, that deadfall in the in the original movie it was always so creepy yeah. to me. It's just an ominous um, looking thing. Yeah. I mean it's like a totally natural thing that it's happens, very, you know, but it's like it for some reason it's what? weird, weird, weird thing to think of. But it also reminds me sort of of the Lion King when they go to the elephant graveyard and they have to go oh, and they over have to, like yeah, the, the like they go under the pile the, uh, of bones and stuff. Yeah. And then he ends up down in like the, the thicket, uh the, like the Yeah, the briar patch yeah, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Reminds me very much of that. I wonder if that's where it came from. What if somebody was a Stephen King fan? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, they, they cross from the good over the deadfall slash thicket into the graveyard. Well, he ends up down in the thicket after they're chased out of the graveyard. True, but they still have to cross something, through it, though. Something like that. I don't know. Ah, whatever. I haven't this watched is not it a like a year. Discussion. <laughs> um, anyway, though, yeah, like I said. Uh, Overall, much... I think it looks really good, though. Yeah, no, yeah no, I'm no, excited say, for it. It looks like a great, like a good update on a classic. I don't I, think it's going to be offensive at all. I like the way church looks. I liked I the original church better. 
like that dark gray, like that, like that dark gray, almost like bluish black kind of color that he mm-hmm. was. But this this church looks good too. Um, okay, so like I said, that is April fifth. Let's move on to a movie that I hadn't even heard of until we started researching for the episode. Okay, it's a movie called Brightburn. Oh, yeah. No idea that this movie existed. It was on a list, actually. I was looking up pe- other people's like um, movies they're looking forward to, just to mm-hmm. see if there's anything that I missed that I, I that I should be looking at. Mm-hmm. And good thing, because this was one. Um, this is directed by David Yarnovsky, um, or Yarovsky, uh, who did he directed a movie called The Hive, which was like a Nerdist movie. A Nerdist movie, like you know, Nerdist Network. Oh, Nerd, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was the movie that I'm pretty sure they produced. Oh, that was the one about the like the. I never mut- watched it. It was like about mutant bees or something like that. Maybe, yeah, yeah mm-hmm. sure. So this is the guy that directed that. Um, produced by James Gunn, mm-hmm. written by Brian and Mark Gunn. Mm-hmm. So this is a Gunn movie, all except for directing. But I'm sure James Gunn had a lot of influence on how this goes. Um, this will be the first movie that James Gunn has his name attached to uh, post the Guardians of the Galaxy Fallout. Uh, which which was a big big deal, right? So um, this movie is uh, what if a child from another world for another world crash landed on Earth, but instead of becoming a hero to mankind, he proved to be something far more sinister. Um, I have uh, one just note. to avoid a correction: the hive was not about bees. No, oh, okay, <laughs> it's about a virus. Gotcha. Anyway, go I never ahead. watched it, so uh, I have one note for this. Hmm. That note: Holy fuck! It's evil Superman. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I, it, it's surprising to me that nobody has ever done this before. It's surprising to me that they were able to do this. Why? I don't. I I am shocked that DC and Warner Brothers didn't stop this. Well, you can do it. I mean, it's... no, but they're literally telling the story of Superman beat for beat. There is a spaceship. Yep. They live on a farm. There is a spaceship in the farmhouse that they hid away and didn't tell the child. Mm-hmm. He has a red cape. He floats when he moves. He has laser eyes. He has super strength. Mm-hmm. Like, this is not coincidence. No. This is the story of Superman. Right, and, but I, I... And this is a Sony movie. I don't understand... How they did this and worked through the red tape of basically telling the story of Superman. Mm-hmm. I, 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 I just I, don't get it. I, I, I think that there it's probably just different enough to where you they avoided any any sort of I guess, rights issues. You I know guess, what I mean? but like I don't well, know. I, it's just weird. I like because can you? There's been other movies before where they basically retell the same kind of story as something else. Yeah, I mean, I sure, as long as but you this don't is a very specific character, the... though. Like, it's I don't know, and it's hmm. weird to me. I don't know. Yeah. Um, uh, Elizabeth Banks is in this movie. Yeah, she's I love the Elizabeth mom. Banks. She's the mom. Uh, David Denman, who plays uh, I know him best as uh, Roy from The Office. Uh-huh. I was happy to see him in this because I like him a lot. Uh-huh. Um, who plays the kid? Is it anybody? I'm not sure. He did not. He did not stick out to me. His name is. Uh, in the movie, it's Brandon Breyer, Brightburn. Okay. Jackson A. Dunn. Never heard of him before. Mm. Um, yeah, no, I, this is great, though. Yeah, like, it I, looks, This, this it movie looks, looks awesome. incredible, and there's not much else to say about it, because in in our description, we've pretty much told you what it is. It's the story of Superman. Like It's the story of Superman, if, except for if As you, a kid, he was evil. Right. And became a villain, basically. Like, yeah, like once he found out that he, has, he had powers, he, he started using them for... For evil. <laughs> when he puts on the red cape too, mm-hmm. he has this weird over the head covered mask yeah. that's like braided down the front mm-hmm. or something like that, or there's like laces. Yeah. And it's so 
creepy yeah, looking. It's just really and bizarre. It's awesome, and I love it. The first time, so I as I was watching this, I was like, this seems like the story of Superman, and then. Uh, it, you know, like I, I kind of got that sense from it, but then the first time it's like super confirmed is this, this woman's pulling up in a car, like down a, you know, back road somewhere. And then she stops and in the headlights, all you see is his feet floating above the road. Yep. And then all of a sudden you just see a little wisp of the cape fall down yes. by his feet. And I was like, I it's rewound Superman. it. I was like, was he wearing a red cape? I was like, holy fuck. And he's got awesome. a, he's got a symbol, mm-hmm. his own symbol, the same way as the, Kryptonian ass. It, it, it almost kind of looks like the the Bluetooth symbol. It it's literally like if you connected the uh, <laughs> the the back part of the Bluetooth down and made another B. Yeah, that's basically what his symbol is. Yeah, you're is. not you're not wrong. <laughs> but uh, anyway, yeah, that's that's uh, Brightburn. Uh, that's out May 27th, and uh, yeah, looking forward to that one. Keep that one, one on sure. your radar because it looks amazing. Let's uh, let's talk about the Onanya club okay <laughs> i let's put this just, one i put this one in this your, one out ra- real I, quick i put this one in here only because i wanted your reaction to the trailer uh, okay so this is the new tom six movie tom six of so the guy that did the human centipede uh trilogy yeah which are they're they're just a just a piece of pie for mm-hmm. those movies yeah. digested pie <laughs> <laughs> so the uh the tagline for this one is come and see see, see and come, come. Uh, basically the, basically the synopsis for this one is, um, oh, I had it right here. Strong, rich, white uh, LA women. Yeah. Strong, rich, white LA women run the show and deeply enjoy the misery of others. So the, the, James, this is about, why don't you just, just describe beat for beat this trailer. This is about a 40 second teaser trailer and you see, uh. Uh, a young, beautiful blonde woman walk up to this big, beautiful house, and she's met at the door by this very matriarchal-looking woman. She's uh, she's like she's an older lady with white hair, but she's very well put together with this big white smile, and which she, means that she's creepy as fuck. Right. She invites her into the house, and this young woman sits down on the couch, and she's kind of surrounded by other women. And the, on the television in front of them is footage from 9-11. Like actual 9-11 The footage. actual 9-11 footage of the planes hitting the buildings. And all of the women around her are masturbating to this footage. And getting off. And getting off. How was this not considered a snuff film, by the way? Because he is using the deaths of others. Yep. For entertainment purposes. I didn't think about it this that way. This is legitimately could... a snuff film. Yeah, I guess you could. No, I'm, I'm not. Yeah. People used to say that Bowling for Columbine was a snuff film because they actually did show the footage of the uh, the kids shooting up the uh, Columbine. Oh yeah, but, it's that, a but that was that was a documentary. Right. It's different. It's not made for entertainment purposes. This is made, made for, for entertainment, right? And this is a snuff film. So at first, I just wrote this off as a Tom Six movie. I was like, this is absolute just bullshit. It's made just for shock value, which is pretty much what his other I movies see are. A big butt coming. Um, I, I think what he's probably trying to do is it's supposed to be some sort of commentary on like the, how we fetishize tragedy could be, es- especially here in, in, in the United especially States, here in yeah. the United States, because this takes place in LA. Um, and let's be honest, we, he- we here in the United States do fetishize tragedy. Like, I love watching youtube videos of people getting hurt of course we all do (laughs) and that's that's it's it's kind of it's kind of disturbing and i saw that and i like i said i wanted to write it off at first he's also trying to push though the hardest buttons he can possibly push i have another butt here 
It's uh, my first one as I wrote it off as bullshit, but maybe he's trying to make a commentary about the, uh, how we fetishize uh, tragedy. But there's a tactful way to do that. Yeah, he's just he's just trying to push for for shock value. It's very similar. It's to... like I like the, I I I don't get offended by stuff, and t- uh, to be fair, I wasn't like over the top offended by this or anything, but. I was taken aback by the showing like, oh my showing nine eleven footage while a bunch of women sit around masturbating to it. That's not. There's nothing tactful about it. There's nothing nuanced about it. It's no. not art. It can be tacky, like tacky. Sticky. Oh yeah. Well, <laughs> God. Um, it's not. It's not art. No. You know. No. It's just. It, it's, it's just bullshit. He's just trying to like. Even if you, there, because there's other there's other movies where you know like take a movie that we mentioned. Uh, um, we've mentioned this a ton of times, a Serbian film. Yeah. To the first-time viewer, they see that film, and they're like, oh, my God. What this, is this? This all, guy must all be this a is, monster. Right, all like... this is doing is just glorifying violence, violence against women, violence against children. But then when you hear the director talk about it, he's he talks about how it's a, a metaphor for essentially the, uh, um, the movie industry in yeah. Serbia and how how hard it is to try and make a Serbian film. It's still, you know, it still yeah. is like, again, trying to just push the envelope for shock value, but at least that has some sort of content to analyze. This has no content. It's just, it's just, it's yeah. just bullshit. Yeah, it, it's made to push buttons. Yeah. There, there might be a underlining theme to it, yeah. but it is made to push buttons. Right. Um, I want you to close your eyes. I want you to imagine yourself. You're gonna punch me, are you? No, you yeah. are. You are a a very good looking, successful actress. Well, I don't even have to <laughs> visualize okay. that. I right. am. You for ten years. You worked on a very popular ABC soap opera mm-hmm. called. I don't know. Um, <laughs> called. Uh, uh, all in the family. I believe it was all in the family. No, all in the family. No, all it? in the family is from like. Is it all in the family like uh, um, Corn Song? It's all in, in the, the family. family. <laughs> <laughs> say what? Say what? Say what? Say what? Um, hold on a sec here. Uh, you're okay. bad at this. Yeah, Can I open go, my no, eyes no, no, yet? no, no, no. So you're you're a very successful actress that has worked for ten years on a very popular ABC sitcom that mm-hmm. most did I that, did that I, you are known for your entire career. Did right? Did I make a lot of money? You probably made a lot of money, oh. or at least a decent amount of money. <laughs> And then say, I want to, I want to branch out into film, and you get a script <laughs> where there's a scene where you walk into a house and there's a bunch of ladies masturbating to 9/11. Mm. Does that seem like the greatest career choice to you? Sounds like I'm actively trying to end my career. Yeah, that's what it sounds so like to me. <laughs> the girl that stars in this movie mm-hmm. is that woman. She spent ten years on an extremely popular ABC soap opera, uh-huh. and then now she's doing this fucking Tom Six movie. Did you find out what the name of it um, was? I'm looking it up right now. Um, how do you spell the name of that the movie? Here, I got it. Jessica Morris. Yeah, she was yeah. on uh, One Life to That's Live. One li- yeah, one, li- one Life to Live. Um, and she was in the movie Role Models. Years. You remember yeah. the movie Role Models? Yeah, that I understand. Why would you take this movie, though? I really this is a fucking know. career ender. Yeah. Yeah. I just don't get it. <laughs> she was also in... Okay, so in 2018, she was in Evil Bong 777. Okay, that's not a movie that most people are going to hear about. This movie, though, you will, you will hear about this. Right. I just don't get it. It seems yeah. like it, it's career suicide. Yeah, I don't I don't really I, get it. 
But I hope she got paid a lot because she ain't gonna work again for a while. Probably not. You think? At least not in her bread and butter. You think Tom Six has big budgets to to pay his actresses with? No, no, I don't. <laughs> then again, though, Human Centipede probably made him a shit ton of money. That's for, true. For all that it's worth. Yeah, it probably did. Um. All right. Let's uh, yeah, let's move on. From let's this. move on to to something. Uh, there's no release date for that one, by the way. Oh. It, uh, that's un- <laughs> who cares? <laughs> unknown. Let's move on to what is proving is going to prove to be the spectacle of the summer. Oh, by the way, do you know what Onanya is? No. And on- onanism is masturbation. Oh, well, there you go. So the Onanya oh. Club. It's the masturbation club. The Touch Yourself Club. All right, I like it. I mean, I'm part of one of those clubs, but I don't do it to you do to tragic. Um, yeah, you wanna. You, you want to come? When... You want to come? <laughs> the, 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 secret hand, hand, the secret handshake. Let us gingerly touch our tips. <laughs> um, okay. Spectacle of the summer. You should know what this is already. Godzilla, mm-hmm. King of Monsters. Mm-hmm. Um, this is going to be out May 31st. I uh, We saw the original Godzilla at the drive-in. We should probably see this one at the drive-in. Only the late showing instead of the <clears> first showing. Fuck, yeah. But uh, this is directed by Mike Doherty, who did Krampus, Trick or Treat. You know, he's a he's a fan favorite. Krampus, what a good movie. The cryptozoological agency Monarch faces off against the battery of god-sized monsters, including the mighty Godzilla, who collides with Mothra, Rodan, and three-headed King Ghidorah, hmm. starring Millie Bobby Brown. And she does her Vera she, Farminga and Sally Hawkins. Vera Farminga. Farminga. Firmiga. <laughs> Firmiga. You're right. Um, <laughs> There's no way. She does her 11 scream at one point in time. She does. Like yep. the full on, like she's got a like a crazy scream for for a little 12 year old girl. Like very guttural and just. Future scream queen. Future scream, scream queen. She's um, already kind of a scream queen. Yeah. Th- this movie um, is just a spectacle. So there's, it is a high budget, high effects driven monster mash that my God, I have like a boner when I watch it because it's just amazing. There's two trailers out for this one right now. Yes. I, when I watched the first one. I hated it. The song choice in it mm, was awful. That's that's actually what I was going to say. you liked say. about it? I, Claire de Lune makes me cry every time I hear it. Okay. So I literally welled up while oh. I was watching the okay. first okay. trailer. It's it's got a it's got a very it's a, there's a very specific reason that it's got a special place in my heart. So every time I hear that song, I get kind of choked up. And when I saw the <laughs> like the stark contrast between these gigantic monsters just like the like the all-out destruction of the world yeah. paired with this the gentle the gentle stylings of Debussy I was just like fuck it was, just kind of like like a, was, it was one of those but it worked in the best way it, it hit so hard for me yeah, I see, love I it actually, you didn't like I that actually song did. I just thought the tone was off to You're me stupid uh, the second trailer though I loved the second trailer was great the se- was, both trailers were awesome big and explosive and in your face and oh, it was okay. dark and it was it, so, it was what I expected but it basically, so why don't you just go suck Michael Bay's dick if that's the kind of stuff you're into. Big and explosive and <laughs> probably <laughs> made of gold and he comes quarters. So yeah. Okay. <laughs> no, it looks it looks so good. I do have a I do have a couple things to say. What's that? So Godzilla's movements look a little wonky to me. Like his facial movements? Or no, his... his actual like his big body okay. and how it moves. Because to, this, to me, the effects are very different from even the first Godzilla movie. That's what I'm trying. That's what I'm getting at. To me, like his. So they they went back to the old school body type, right? Mm-hmm. You know, as compared to '98 Godzilla, which he was basically just like a big 
whatever the fuck like amazing uh, beautiful iguana <laughs> creature iguana yeah <laughs> but it, it, he was like he was like sweat slender and agile in that movie so he could he had swagger <laughs> he had swagger so he could he could move like that they try to give him the sort of uh, that's that sort of maneuverability mm-hmm. in the old school Godzilla body and it just doesn't look great to me like the, the very end of the second trailer where he's sprinting toward Ghidorah. Yeah. I just thought it looked weird. Yeah. I, I, I can agree with you on Not that. Not to say I that don't know I'm, that's gonna be bad, I'm but... still going to love it. Yeah. Uh, it looks amazing. Uh, the fact that they brought all the monsters into the oh, Titans. So I love it. I love Mothra's little chirp that he does oh as my he's God. diving down. Mothra looks gorgeous too. Though, like, oh when yeah. He opens its wings for oh, the I first said, time. I just said like, I just said he. I meant she. I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah. When, when, when Mothra opens her wings over the first time, uh-huh. it's a really gorgeous like, yeah. set piece. Mm-hmm. Um, they did something as well that I'm very, very much looking forward to. Excuse me. The Oracle is coming back up. <laughs> um, I actually, by the way, this beer, I uh, liked it a lot more after my first few initial sips. It actually reminds me of uh, Bigfoot Stick Ale. A barley? Well, that's a barley it, wine, it, though. It almost has a sort of barley long, wine taste to it. I haven't had it in a long time. So, um, Anyway, they do something that is very Toho-inspired. Yeah. Uh, and that is Millie Bobby Brown basically plays a little girl that has a connection with the monsters. Mm, mm-hmm. In a lot of the old Toho Godzilla movies, you had a human character that was very sympathetic, and usually they were young, right? Very sympathetic with the monsters. Right. And they would like, befriended them or whatever, like it was their pets almost. Mm-hmm. And I kind of love the fact that they have that type of character in this movie because it legit. <laughs> the fuck was that? Did that just go into my? <laughs> what you do? <laughs> Oh, no, it didn't. It's somewhere else. I'll find it. (laughs) Um, I just love the fact that they covered that type of character, though, in this. Because it feels very much like it's American and it's Toho and it's everything else. Yeah. It it feels feels right. Yeah, for sure. Also, we also know that this movie is leading into Godzilla versus King Kong. Mm. And there's a line in the trailer that says, these titans are only the tip of the iceberg as far as the big monstrous creatures Mm -hmm. go. And it will not shock me if it, at, at, either at the end of this movie or in the post credits we mm-hmm. see King Kong. You think so? Will not shock me at all, and I hope that we do. Well, and at one point they even they oh I guess he's probably saying this in reference to Godzilla because he's king of monsters. But they yeah. focus, they do a tight like close up on uh, Charles Dance, and he says "Long live the king." Yeah, which is funny because he's in Game of Thrones, and he's oh. uh, just a very Game of Thrones thing to say. But. Um, Good good cast on this. There's uh, Millie Bobby Brown, Vera Farmiga, Kyle Chandler, Charles Dance, Bradley Whitford, um, Thomas Middleditch. I like him a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, uh, Ken Watanabe is yep. back. He's yep yep. He's the guy that I, I think I recognize the most next to Millie Bobby Brown because mm-hmm. he's just a character actor that's in a ton of stuff. Yeah. Um, but but uh, uh, yeah. yeah, good cast. The movie looks amazing. I think it's gonna be awesome. Yep. Um, they almost seem like they went with a slightly different Godzilla roar. Oh uh, yeah, it still has I, the, a touch the of the old Godzilla one, but character it's... looks a little bit different. Yeah, and they re they kind of redid Godzilla from the ground up. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's same same one from the first movie, but it's very different at the right. same time. Um, but yeah, like I said, uh, that is May thirty first. You can uh, expect that early. Yep. That's uh, going to be awesome. Early summer, spring ish time. Yes, uh, Let's see here. Moving on to the new mutants. Is it going to be out this year? Who knows? It's supposed to be August second. <laughs> um, I, I I just want to see this fucking movie. Mm-hmm. It still looks good. They yeah, supposedly we don't really they went back know. and redid a bunch of shit. It might get a straight to VOD release at this point. Who knows? Which is you know, being that it has such a late release date though of August second, 
I can see them pushing it back again. Like I, I, I just, I this movie should, is just like the butt of jokes of all yeah. movies at this point. And I really hope that the the whatever reshoots they went back and did, I hope they didn't ruin it. I, or, or if they, you know, this or is, if they did, I hope we get to see whatever well, that original idea was. The nice part was. about it is that the original movie is done, so it does exist somewhere, right, right. which means. I think that in some way, shape, or form, you will see the original version mm-hmm. as well as this like newer reshot version. Sure. So, because I think the original thing was that like they, they pretty much all the horror influence scenes were in the trailer, and mm-hmm. everyone loved it so much, they realized, oh shit, the rest of the movie does not reflect this trailer. Oh, so they went back to maybe shoot more horror. Yes. You think? Well, they, they did. They, they, okay. they, they said that as much. Oh, okay. So, I don't know. I, I, I would have preferred to see it as it was, but I mean, we'll see. Uh, like I said, that's it's Anna Taylor Joy, Maisie Williams, Antonio Banderas, Alice Braga, uh, and Charlie Heaton all star. So it's a <clears> good <throat> cast. I'm just looking forward to it. You know, so like I said, third time I think we've talked about this movie. Who is the mwah, he said? Ooh, Alice Braga. Alice Braga. She's from Queen of the South, show on USA, yes. and it's she is she is one sexy Latino. <laughs> Just saying, I'm not. That's not even offensive. It's it's just think, the truth. Well, when you're talking about a woman, you say Latina. Latina, sorry. She is all of the good parts of Mexico. That's that's that's. Well, she's Brazilian, so. That too. <laughs> she she plays a Mexican in that show. I assume she was Mexican. But no, wait, the boy. fact that she's Brazilian does that really shock anybody that she's that gorgeous and Brazilian? No. Um, she is though. God, she is a good good looking. Set of human body parts. Tell us, tell us more about about what you think about this lady. I uh, three from hell is coming out next year. Uh, there's no release date. Uh, it's directed by Rob Zombie. I think everybody. Is there even, there's not not even a, a teaser for this. There's nothing yet, for it. a couple posters that yeah. sh- that show that uh, um, all the main characters are back. You know, uh, Sherry Moon Zombie is back, obviously. <clears throat> Uh, Sid Haig's uh, Captain Spaulding is back. At this point, they're just they're weekend at burning him. <laughs> oh yeah! Oh my God! Sid they Haig got him tied to cables, dead. and he's just. Ooh. Um, I can't think of the main guy. Uh, uh, Bill Mosley. Bill Mosley's back, mm-hmm. uh, and then the chop tap. Is that, those are the three main ones, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, so we got yeah, they're they're all back or whatever. It's going to be a great fucking movie. The mm-hmm. sequel to Devil's Rejects. We all thought they were dead, but they're not. Mm-hmm. They're from hell. Um, and uh, as far as the rest of the cast go, uh, starring, I just put everyone, because literally everyone is in this movie. Good, good. Um, that's coming out who knows when, is, uh, but it is, will be uh, a 19 movie for Is sure. uh, Malcolm... Uh, uh, McDowell? Uh, yeah, Malcolm McDowell. I believe that he actually is. Okay. I could be wrong on that. Right on. Uh, but I want to say that I remember hearing something about it. Cool. All right, I think the last... We're winding down here, so this will be the last big movie we talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's a bonus bonus feature, which will... Oh, we got time. We're good. A bonus feature. <laughs> Jay's like, damn it, we don't have time. <laughs> we have plenty of time. There's always time. Um, this is a movie I had not heard of until today. It is called Captive State, and I'm a bit enamored with it at the moment. Because mm-hmm. something else happened in my life today involving aliens that just has me completely on the alien bandwagon right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so this is going to be out in March. There's no actual date that I found, at least. Uh, but it's supposed to be out in March, directed by Rupert Wyatt, who did Rise of the Planet of the Apes, mm-hmm. which was new Planet of the Apes movies are fucking fantastic. Um, anyway, uh, starring Machine Gun Kelly. Let's talk about it. Uh, Vera Farmiga, again. Mm-hmm. She's also in this. It's all over the place. Uh, John fucking Goodman. Yeah. 
because he's the best in everything. That's that's worth the money right there. It is. Uh, Alan Ruck, Kevin O'Connor, Ben Daniels, my favorite dude from the Exorcist TV show. This is where he landed after mm-hmm. that. Cool. Fuck, I'm so happy to see him again. And uh, Kevin Dunn, who's always fun to see. Uh, great cast or whatever. Uh, set in Chicago, um, a neighborhood nearly a decade after an occupation by extraterrestrial force captain uh, captive state explores the lives on both sides of the conflict the collaborators and the dissidents um this movie is essentially like men in black but super serious mm. that's kind of what it reminds me of uh, john yeah. goodman basically leads what essentially is the men in black they are they fight the well like it's not really men in black they fight the aliens so they're the resistance right they're fighting against the aliens um i could see the trailer now you know what the difference between you and me is my name's Paul and your name's Steve. Super serious. <laughs> the not funny version of Men in Black. Right? S and P. S and P. S and P. Oh, you weren't kidding when you said that this stars Machine Gun Kelly. No. <laughs> I thought you were joking for some reason. <laughs> no, he's he's there's no there's no character name for him though. That's, on IMDb, which is weird, but uh, I, okay, that's that's cool. Sure. Maybe he's just talking about it a whole bunch. Um, Let's talk about it. <laughs> uh, no, it just looks really good. It looks like it, it, it. It's a. It's not horror so much as it's like a sci-fi action movie. Yeah, it's kind of like. But a, it looks awesome. It's like, like it's like Men in Black, District Nine. Yeah, uh, District like Nine's a good one. Yep. Independence Day for sure, because there, there seems to be a lot I would of say like Independence Day Resurgence, which I just watched last night because oh, it's the best really? Independence Day sequel. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I thought you were just going to stop it. It's the best Independence Day, and I was no, going to no, reach over Independence and Day slap sequel. you. Um, no, like, like it just it just looks good. It, it's about a guy who's taken off the streets. He has a bad past. John Goodman recruits him to basically work for him in this like resistance. Um, and, uh, yeah, basically humans have been enslaved, it sounds like, or at least uh, the Earth is being run by aliens. Mm-hmm. And... Um, it, it just looks really... It reminds me of a video game, actually, called... Uh, it's Tom Clancy's... Um, fuck. Talk about something. I'm going to look this up. Tom Clancy's fuck talk about something. I'm going to look this the, the up. Division. One of those first-player shooter know. games? Yes, yes. No, no. So Tom Clancy had a new game out called The Division, uh-huh. and it was about basically this ragtag group of people that are <clears> fighting against, against the government, and everything's a train wreck. The cities are looted constantly mm-hmm. you know it's like this it's not post-apocalyptic but it's basically like detroit now um <laughs> hey detroit's <and laughs> coming back shut up but that's what it reminds me of though like it's it's that feeling though only aliens are running the show mm-hmm. and it's it looks big scale mm-hmm. this movie looks huge scale um which I, i'm shocked because you don't really see too many huge temple movies like this go in genre you know yeah. what i'm saying like you just don't see too many usually they're big, like Alien, like or uh, well, Independence I mean, Day you... Resurgence was a big tentpole movie, but that was also a rarity in and of itself too. Like yeah. I don't know, it's not proven. I get Independence Day because it was a franchise. You know what I'm saying? The first one did well, so I can see them putting the money behind it. I'm trying. I'm trying to come up with. Uh... But it's weird to see this much money get put behind an original idea that is also genre. It's just it's kind of rare these days. You yeah. don't see it very often, mm-hmm. which is I think one of the reasons why I'm I'm so very much excited for yeah, it. Yeah, for sure, it looks really good. Um, yeah, so that, it definitely that's... definitely airs more on the side of action. It seems than anything else. Mm-hmm. But like you said, uh, what we were talking about earlier, it's because it's aliens and stuff. It's yeah. definitely genre. So. And all the movies we're talking about today, for the most part, I think, you know, all of them have trailers. So you can look all these mm-hmm. up online. You can actually watch trailers for yeah. them. Um, and they look great. So 
Uh, other movies that are coming out this year, just as a quick rundown, uh, Scary Stories Tell in the Dark, the Del Toro produced, oh, is coming yeah. out this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, Child's Play. <laughs> um, you <laughs> Still going to watch it. But... It's Chapter 2 will be coming out this year. Oh, Very excited yeah. for that. But we just don't know anything about it, so right. there's not much to talk about. Right. Uh, Zombieland 2, we don't really know anything about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Are You Afraid of the Dark movie? which I'm very excited about. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dr. Sleep, the sequel to The Shining, Shining. is coming out. Uh, and a handful of others. Uh, I don't be... know if you have any others that you want to mention. Uh, no, not really. I, the, the the ones that I have on the list that I could bring up are not nearly as good as the ones that we've already talked about, so I'll just skip by them. That's fair. Yeah. All right, um, before we go, there's one last thing I do want to talk about because mm-hmm. I have just been mesmerized by this today. <laughs> This You're is a TV show. Out about this, this is a so much streaming earlier. online little docu series, five part docu series that's going to be streaming on YouTube, Vimeo, Helly, uh, uh, Hellier TV, which we'll get to that in a minute, Amazon, and Amazon Prime. Yeah. Uh, this is a docu series called Hellier, mm-hmm. and uh, what this is, uh, it is a five part cinematic documentary series following an investigation into unsolved mysteries, impossible synchronicities, and a web of high strangeness which stretches from the heart of an Appalachian coal country. Now, it's a kind of a bad description because it doesn't really say what it is. Seven years ago, this dude who used to be part of a paranormal investigation team gets a random email from a dude from Kentucky. Called Ghost Hunters Incorporated. So it yes. wasn't Ghost Hunters. It was... Yes. And this is all real, by the way. Um, one well, of the things Allegedly. That well, one of the things that you know <laughs> is that the, the quality of the show is very high. It's weird. This, did, it was... did you try and look this up on IMDb? No. I... It doesn't have an IMDb. Well, yeah, probably it's not a movie. It's it's an independently made docu series. They probably just didn't. I mean, it would still you'd still think that it would have an IMDb. Uh, maybe maybe anyway. I don't know. Anyway, um, so the, uh, it's shot very cinematically, which throws a lot of people off because usually when you used to see these documentaries, they're very like handheld cameras and you know it looks what it is. Sure. They went out of their way to actually make this look really good because they wanted to. Um, but this is about a guy who was contacted by a dude in Kentucky who very competently and um, competently and believably told the story about how his family was being uh, harassed harassed by little four-foot goblin-type creatures. <laughs> and it only gets weirder from here. Uh, and, he, and he thinks that they were coming from a, an old abandoned mine, mine shaft that was just like a mile from his yeah. house or something. And like the thing that. is this. It sounds crazy, but the dude's email, I read the entire email today, mm-hmm. uh, it's very well put together. It's not the ramblings of a crazy person. Like he says multiple times, I understand this sounds crazy, but I am telling you the truth. Like, you know, it, it does not sound like the ramblings of a crazy person, does not sound like someone that's just making it for a joke. The dude legitimately seems like legit. He sounds at least legit. So he ends up getting photographs of footprints and photographs of the actual creature. Sort of like, but they're taken at night. Yeah, they were very taken at night without a flash. So and and with a zoom. Yeah, so it is what it is. But um, the, these the, the the investigator at this point though he lives in Canada, so he's not going to make this trip down there without any kind of compelling compelling evidence. evidence. Now I know more to the story, and you know more to the story because we read. I read all the whole. The this guy's about it. this guy has a blog called weekinweird.com. Yeah. And he has, so he's got, if you go back all the way to 2012, he's got the original post about this guy emailing him. 
and then he did a 2015 update and yep. a 2019 the 2015 update. update literally gave me goosebumps when i was reading it i didn't get it oh my god dude i'm like, this is my bread and butter though like i love this shit so much i love this stuff too but it just didn't um, hit so, me the way that it hit you so basically the dude that sent the original email just fell off the face of the earth he never responded after a certain correspondence mm -hmm. and um later like a year later or something like that he got an email from a guy that the original dude said was a mutual friend but he knew no like never heard of this dude before his name was terry wrist terry wrist terrorist so <laughs> Yeah. Uh, so, Didn't you read the whole thing? He actually yeah, makes yeah, mention of that. Yeah. So, so the investigator though gets an email from this Terry Wrist dude, and it's another cryptic thing. And there's a picture of like an envelope with a 31 on it, and then some a series of, a series of numbers, like 16 and numbers. Somebody in his crew realized this could be coordinates. Yeah. It was and actually. When, it was actually. When, it was actually. As he was getting this information, he was throwing it up on his facebook yeah yeah it was blog page, basically so where that, people so could discuss it everybody could discuss it and f try and figure it out and someone said these could be coordinates and so when he split it down the middle he put the coordinates in the google earth and this is the part that i loved because i just love the sensational shit like he's like i damn near deleted everything right then and there because the coordinates were to a hotbed mountain area in the appalachian mountains that are it's a hotbed for UFO activity. Brown Mountain. The Brown Mountain. And there's like lights that have been taking place there since like 1929 was the first documented photo. And it's a big alien um, ufology hotspot mm -hmm. that's documented. And so he's just like, what the fuck? And I don't want to give anything else away because this docuseries. Like, right. I just don't want to. There's like, nothing There's nothing in the information well, that he gives you that you're, it's down, not going to spoil anything. It leads down a path, though, of like the real-life men in black. It leads down this crazy UFO stuff, alien things, the, 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 these goblins. Like There's all this crazy shit, that, and there's probably more in the documentary that we don't even know about. Um, whether you believe in it or not, it's just the coolest fucking thing ever, in my <laughs> opinion. Well, because like, they were it. they were comparing it to. There's a very <laughs> famous case, and I think there was a a very old found footage movie about this particular case. the The case was called the Hopkinsville, Kentucky Goblins case from 1955. Yep. There was a it was a family having a family gathering, so there was like 20 people in this house, and they said that all of a sudden their house was just being like surrounded Bombarded, by these weird yeah. little goblin creatures and they shot at them but every time they would shoot at them it just sounded like the bullets were like plinking off of cans or something mm -hmm. like that and the goblins make a chirping noise yeah which is creepy to me yeah continue <laughs> uh, and so they're they're like drawing parallels between that case and this case and then he ends up he ends up contacting this woman who uh had dealt with one of the like one of the other cases and she somehow somehow it leads it leads to a corresponding location that's actually Black Mountain, which yep. is not far from where the original Hopkinsville Kentucky Goblins case Brown Mountain happened, was huh? Brown Mountain. The other one was Black. Oh, Mountain. they're both okay. Two different places. They're like. they're both they're both part of the Mammoth Caves. Yep. Which connect like to the Hollow Earth, and that's where they come from. Yeah. Uh, to <sighs> me, to you can't have a Hollow Earth if it's flat, Michael. Sure you can. There's just a top to it. Yeah, there's just oh. there's like the, it's kind of like you know how if you get like a bowl of French onion soup, and the uh, the top is sort of like that you know that delicious cheese melted on top, yeah. and then everything underneath 
That's the, that's the, the aliens. That's the flat, hollow Earth. Onions oh. are the aliens. Cheese, flat Earth. That's, that's what you need to know. <laughs> then the croutons on top are us. That's that how makes, that works. Makes sense. Yeah, it does. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I, I mean, just want French onion soup. I mean, the croutons, otherwise known as croutons, which rhymes with cretins, and humans are kind and of cretins. Yeah. So. Wow. Yeah. All the all the all the pieces are falling into place. Life is but a bowl of soup. <laughs> I uh, I'm not I'm not as convinced as you are. Oh my god! See, I want to believe it so bad. That I do I'm too. Just willing, I am willing to just believe it because I love this shit. Like I love it so much. I'm I'm willing to believe it if I'm if I'm if I'm given some really like I, like concrete evidence. I I got over to my girlfriend's house tonight and I was explaining. I'm like, I'm like oh my god, like she loves docu series. Mm-hmm. Like, that's kind of what we do. I'm like, I found this new docu series. You'll hate it. I will love it. And Kristen just she just looked at me like a fucking crazy person. She's like, that's really up your alley. Not mine. <laughs> it's like, yep, <laughs> yep. And you know what you got here. I don't know. To me, I'm just like, I know this goes all the way back to 2012. So this would be a really long con. I don't think it's a con. I uh, on their end. I don't believe that, that these guys, I don't believe it's con. I think the reason that the documentary is being presented the way that it is mm-hmm. is because they realize what they had. And I think they realize that whether this is true or not, mm-hmm. this makes for a really fun type of documentary I'm not, series. I'm not, saying, you know? I'm not saying it was a long con. I'm just saying if you think about it, like they would, okay, so they would get these pieces of information and then he would put it up on his blog and let the public decide what was going on. All of a sudden, you have ideas coming from every direction. Yeah. You're you're basically letting your audience control the narrative. So, so yeah, once but, you but, once but you start you co- once you start collecting to... these little tidbits and you start to figure out what you're you, like you like after you hear so many people talk, you start to th- you start to figure out what your audience wants to hear. Mm-hmm. And then you can take it in a certain direction. Well, maybe, maybe, and but... Then, and then all of a sudden, look at this. Six years later, they've got a documentary maybe, coming sure, out. Sure, sure. I'm not going to disagree with you. You know what but I mean? But what this reminds me of is what the producers of the Cloverfield series does. Where they put out those hidden secrets, those cryptic videos, and those communities just dissect them. They they find code, or they find like words and phrases mm-hmm. hidden in the code of videos. Right. And like they take a screenshot of this and play with the the color and hidden pictures. Like, but it's all. But that's, this is that's this all, in that's real all, life. But it's all really fun fiction. So how James, do you know that this isn't the same thing? This is the Da Vinci Code in real life, and this is why I love it. Don't crush my dreams. I'm just trying to be <laughs> logical about it. That's all. I don't know. I listen. Fake or not, it's entertaining as hell. Oh yeah, and I love it. I'm very intrigued I'm just, by I'm it. I'm so into it. So I'm still gonna watch it. As definitely. far as TV shows. TV shows slash streaming shows are concerned. Mm-hmm. This is my pick, and the best part is January eighteenth. It comes out all five episodes at once, all free. So you nice. can just uh, all free. You can just binge them all. Beautiful. And it's so close. It's it. We're literally eight days away, and I'm pecking at this mm-hmm. right now. Like, yep. I need this in my life. Yep. So uh, that's it. That's 2019. Yeah. In a nutshell. Yeah. There will be more. There could be less. If you've learned anything from the New Mutants. <laughs> But you know what? I think we got a hell of a crop of horror movies coming out uh, yeah, this year. So, yep. very much looking forward to it. Yes, sir. 
Yep, I think it's going to be good. So uh, that's it. That's it. That's for that's our Shape of Drunk to Come Part Three. Part Three. If you would like to find us on social media and discuss any of these new movies coming out with us, go ahead and find us on Instagram, Facebook, and SoundCloud at the Buzzkill Podcast. Oh, that was very regal. Thank you. I like it. Um, you can also find us on Twitter at the Buzzkill PC. You can find us on all all of the streaming sites, and. Um, as of as of two days ago, this is no longer a joke. You can find the Buzzkill podcast on Tinder. Uh. <laughs> Swipe right. We already have a couple of likes. Do we really? <laughs> yeah. I didn't know that you could set up a Tinder account and not have personal information on it, but you totally can. That's hilarious. And dude. I'm, I'm going to say this right now. I think we are the very first media type show that is using Tinder to promote. Well, that's a big claim, but it's a uh, big claim. But I'm going to claim it. I'm guessing somebody else has done it. I don't know, but, man. I'm but, claiming it hey, right here. Yeah, find us and swipe right. Did it first. Uh, <laughs> Grinders coming next week. <laughs> no, it's not. Cause I don't want that on my phone. That's where we'll really light up. Stumpler. Stumpler will be our our, our bread and butter. <laughs> if you want to find J Rod, you can find me on all social media at Ocean Recording, and also check out www.oceanrecordingstudio.com for all your fantastic audio needs. That's right. All right, gentlemen. Um, so the Pizza Wheel of Death is being retired for the foreseeable future. Oh, it is? Uh, yes. I haven't talked to you about this yet. Oh, okay. Uh, this, is, that, no, this is news no, no, to me, folks. Because no, we actually have some shows that we need to get to, mm-hmm. and so we're going to knock those out because okay. there's a little bit of a time limit on them. All right. Um, so this week's episode was supposed to be the episode that Vito was on. Yeah. Uh, somebody forgot to tell Jay, the owner of the studio, that we were switching days. <laughs> James, I won't mention your name. Um, hey. That was you, asshole. So Vito from uh, our, you know, our, friend, our correspondent from California was yes. in town this week. He's in town right now. Busy tonight, though. So uh, we had to kind of push his episode off, unfortunately. However, I believe that next week, if we can do it right, we're going to try to do our first call-in full episode with uh, with Vito. Yeah. Hopefully, gonna, hopefully it doesn't sound like crap. And regardless of whether Vito's here or not, we are talking about movies that just give away all the spoilers in their titles. Uh, so you can watch Jason Goes to Hell, the best of the best, Friday the 13th, <laughs> and uh, the Don Coscarelli, uh, probably classic at some point. Acid Trip. Acid Trip, John Dies at the End. Mm-hmm. So those are the two movies you can watch for next week. Uh, we'll be watching those. Um, they said hopefully Vito will be with us. Uh, and, and, yeah, and then uh, the following week I'll talk to you about. But okay. I have plans. So. All righty. All right, well that's, that's it, boys. Okay, well we will uh, we'll see you next week, gentlemen. Cheers, boys. Adios. Try to have a good night. Try to have a good year. Try to have a good Try year. Try to have a good year.